Atheon. That's not even right. Hi. You're listening to a Happy Salad podcast. It's 23rd February 2020. That was a weird way of saying that, but okay. <laughs> I think I missed out the yeah. somewhere. But it is true. It's the 23rd of February. February's almost gone. God. I'm Robert Kemp. I am not Dan. <laughs> I'm replacing him as host for some reason today. Because he's somewhere. <laughs> he's somewhere. Inaccessible by internet. <laughs> Probably. I'm joined by Zachary Burgess, as always. Yeah, because we exist in the same physical space, so we don't need to worry about being accessible to the internet. This becomes mildly easier. Well, <laughs> that, that's a bit rude. <laughs> it becomes easier about that. We've got, we've got less tech. That's more rude. You said mildly easier the first time, and then you only said easier the second time. <laughs> <laughs> Made it worse. <laughs> I'll get the shovel. I'll be slightly less cough filled this week. Will you? Slightly. <laughs> I mean, last week was pretty bad. Yeah. I've had a slightly better week. I do occasionally still sound like a crackling teenager. Mm. <laughs> crackling? Is that even... <laughs> See, now I'm just thinking of like overcooked bits of teenage <laughs> teenager crackling. Mm. What, what is that? Is, is a scratching technically crackling? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if scratchings are actually cooked that much. I don't, see, I don't really it's know. Like because it's like as well, isn't Yeah, because it's like a really solid bit, isn't it? And then you've got the so, a, a softer bit to a scratching, like which is a bit odd. But then you've got that, whatever that delicious coating is. <laughs> the, like part, that, the part that's probably not actually anything to do with the meat. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably just something that's spread on so, there. Yeah, some kind of salty seasoning. It's like the um, whatever the dry roasted bit of dry roasted peanuts is. And I there was <laughs> there was a random packet of Tesco brand dry roasted peanuts in our house. I ate some. It's like these are fucking terrible. <laughs> really? How can you go wrong with a dry roasted peanut? You wouldn't think you could. They're terrible. There's like virtually no flavour to them, and that's the whole point of dry oh, roasted man. peanuts to have flavour. Starting love dry lo- dry roasted peanuts. Yeah. We can say that because Dan's not here. He's not allergic to the words. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> It's very it's like it's it's almost a Christmas food when like the Christmas comes around and they sell those big ass tins, true, it, which aren't actually tins but like cardboard tubes yeah, of yeah. dry roasted peanuts. It's just like yeah, it's fucking Christmas. I did used to get just massive bags of it and put them on my, dangerously just leave them on my desk while I was working at home. Yeah, that's the problem it's, with dry roasted peanuts. Is they're like so hard to stop. Yeah, they're like more pringly eat, than Pringles. Just eat them continuously, and it's like this is. 500% of your daily recommended ration of sugar. I mean, salt. And bad, probably sugar. <laughs> and fat as well, actually. Peanuts aren't great on the fat scale, are they? I don't know. I thought, I thought they were... I thought, actually, nuts in general are actually quite fatty in some ways. Like, But maybe it's good <laughs> fat rather than bad fat, or whatever the differences are. It depends on what kind of nut. Sat fat. <laughs> Sonic sat fat. Yeah, I don't know. Speaking of dry roasted peanut tins, <laughs> right. I threw one of those out today, which has been in my room for a very, very long time. What, just a tin? Yes. It wasn't being reused for anything? No. I, I mean, I presumably I'd kept it because I thought it might be useful for something at some point. Oh God, you're turning into Gnome. <laughs> Not that bad. Naomi keeps so many tins. I only keep some. I keep a big pile of 
old Amazon boxes because I'm like, this is good cardboard. <laughs> this is good. You cardboard. don't know when you might need some cardboard. I've, I've got so many boxes. If you, ever, <laughs> if you ever need a box, you just need to break into my loft, and you'll find box heaven. Well, that's different though. If you're keeping boxes that are actually four things that you have, I mean, partially. Some of them are just boxes that were like a vaguely useful looking size <laughs> to contain the other boxes in. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, yes. But yeah, that was part of my, I did what is essentially my probably once a year-ish, let's call it a spring cleaning because it happened nearly <laughs> spring. <laughs> nearly spring clean. <laughs> I did my hell and the mood struck me and I was like, I'm just going to clean the shit out of my room today. Nice. And it literally took the whole day. Yeah. But you know, it's the same I, Same thing that I say about like washing, washing up and laundry is like... I I do it less frequently, but when I do do it, I do it really hardcore. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I clean the crowd out of my room. And, uh, this time I maybe did it even more so than I usually do. Where I was just like, I'm going to move furniture around. I'm going to get right under all this stuff that I normally wouldn't even bother to move. It is dedicated. I've only done that like a couple of times here. <laughs> like, it's mostly like to just get behind the uh, bedside tables. That mm. seems to be... The proper dust bunny zone for some reason. Well, it's all the shit falling off your heads. <laughs> yeah, but it's behind the. <laughs> it's not just behind the bed. It's like behind the tables. Like there's a whole several more feet and corner to get into. It's because you don't clean it, and it just accumulates. Ugh. It's a lot of corner. I did so. I, I cleaned all that shit out, and then I I even like. It wasn't just like floors and shit. I was like, let's clean out all the. All, let's get all the. Random junk that's accumulated on my desk and like on my bedside tables and on top of chest of drawers and whatnot. I just go through all of that as well, which is why it took another like hour and a half. <laughs> Particularly when I broke into my geologically organized stack of papers. Just like, <laughs> geologically. Just really just pile it up and it's like you know how far, you know the date by just how far down the line oh, you go. <laughs> geologically far organized. <laughs> I went through that huge pile of paper and shredded a whole shit ton of stuff. Yeah, I'm considering going on a bit of a shredding spree. Well, I haven't got a shredder, so that's not <laughs> that's problem number one. But I realised I've got like so many documents from like a, maybe twenty years worth of like pay slips and things like that from from jobs and things, and it's like I should probably actually get rid of these. I don't think I need that many. Yeah, I don't know how many of those, like, how much of that are you meant to keep? How many years back do you need to go, really? So, uh, supposedly, the the rule has always been about seven, hmm. um, which seems, still seems really high to me. Like, I don't know quite what you'd have to prove. <laughs> well, considering when I went through my geologically organised pile of papers this time, the bottom of the pile was, like, three years ago. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, I don't know quite what you'd have to prove, but I've got, like... I've got like mobile phone bills from when Orange was still about. Okay, those ones maybe not like Yeah. <laughs> or like utility bills and things like that that just just date back for as long as we've had the house. Mm. Yeah, which is like ten years now. <laughs> well, nearly ten years. But still it's yeah, it's just things like that. It's just like do I I'm just not sure. Do I need all this paperwork? Do I need this vague medical record from 10 years ago that's probably on an NHS database somewhere? Oh, well, yeah, but you can't trust that. <laughs> Definitely can't trust that. <laughs> it's probably been ransomware. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you, they, they didn't bother paying for my he- medical history. <laughs> I wasn't worth it. No. Believable. Um, it's believable. And then as as I continue to clean, 
and I like I even went so far as to unwire my PC and rewire it all to make it marginally more organized. Nice. Except not really. I was definitely considering like, can I get like some cable ties or something yeah. and do it hardcore? But then I was like, I'm, I ended up making a small loop of string like and like staple gunned it to the back of the desk. <laughs> but it doesn't like really support. It's just so that they don't. It's just so that most of the cables don't hang directly where my feet are. Mm. <laughs> like they go over. <laughs> so it's like, I seriously considered, yeah, doing that the last time because I pulled my computer desk out not that long ago. Um, to get behind it to move some stuff around. Well, I suppose it was a while back now. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, nearly a year. <laughs> actually, thinking about it. Um, but but to get properly back there and move move some cables around, reorganize some things. And I thought about, oh, maybe I should tidy these up. But then I realized, actually, I'm more likely to change something and yeah. have to undo all of that's this. That's the problem. It's like you think about cable ties; it's like that's far too permanent. Yeah. And you do, you, they do do those like Velcro cable ties, which is yeah, those th- those are a bit better. But I, I didn't have any. I had cable ties. I had string. A safety gun. <laughs> so there are a few cables on that desk where they only just reach where they're supposed to go. Yeah. So if, is... I tr- so if I tried to route them in any kind of way, they're just not going to reach. So it's like when I was potentially buy more cables. When I was rewiring my stuff, it's like the cable, the power cable for my second monitor and the switch. Like it's pretty much just diagonal from where the power, power <laughs> right, yeah. thing is. But, I think one of my graphics cables, like one of the DVI leads, is a bit like that. But like, I I couldn't even, I was like, I couldn't even move that like power strip closer because then that would put it exactly in the middle where my feet are. It's like it right. either has to be right on the left, mm. which makes it too the cable's too short for the monitor, or right on the right, which would make the cable too short for the actual PC. <laughs> it's like there's no middle ground. <laughs> Unless you attach the do what some people do and attach, attach the, the power, power strip yeah. to the desk, I mean, which I find even more annoying. Well, the thing is, like power strips have like specific screw ports on them to yeah, do yeah. that. <laughs> it's like that's what they're for. You can, you can hook them up that way, which is it, it is a sensible idea in a way because it does keep the cables off the floor and yeah, kind of. And for bigger PC desks, there's then less chance you're gonna have to put the power adapter somewhere dumb. Although I think, but then power, but then also that's also. That's the other big problem with all of this stuff. Adapters that have big ass plugs. They're the worst. Like because sure. especially the ones where like they can't decide which way round they want to go. Like the ones that hang down and the ones that then hang up. And it's like you can't have them both because then you're losing a socket somewhere. Well, you can if you put them in the right order. <laughs> yeah, it's like you have to have to play a bit of a Tetris with it, but I think the biggest I was like I was thinking about what is even plugged into my strip at the moment. The biggest problem for that situation, if I had like the power strip mounted to the desk, would be the like speaker one because it's one of those ones where it starts with like a normal short cable and then goes into a fucking gigantic transformer. <laughs> right. And it's like it's not so if you put that up off the floor, <coughs> the transformer bit wouldn't be on the floor any longer because that bit of the cable is too short. Yeah, well, it'd be dangling. Which is it? Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah, that's why there's a. There's a... Yeah, I'm just looking now. There's like a power adapter from one of my monitors that has to sit behind the monitor because mm. it just that length of cable is way too short. Yeah, <clears throat> it's like in the, in the in the quest for making all the actual devices smaller, <laughs> all the transformers, all the, all the, the cable. Yeah, all the power bricks have just ended up elsewhere. Well, so. the opposite happened with the Xbox, though, right? When they internalized that, it was like, holy shit, that huge power brick on the old cable is no more. It is, it is enormous on the, <laughs> on the X-Bone. It is absolutely massive. And it's the thing that failed on yeah. me. So it's like, that's the one thing, well, other than my Connect, that's broken on my Xbox, which was just the power 
ridiculous power brick, which I suppose is a good thing. Because if that power brick was internalized, I'd probably have to buy a whole new console. Or you could just or try and repair it. Repairs, but, yeah. Yeah. but then sending it in for repairs is hella expensive. Mm, yeah, I guess so. It would have been an excuse to buy an X, you see. <laughs> I could have been living up that 4K dream. And I finally, <laughs> when I was clearing out my desk, not my like side, not the drawers of my desk, but the other side, the open drawer compartments of my desk, whatever you call those shelves, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> shelves, yeah. <laughs> I cleared them out and I was like, what's in the back of here? Because it's like stuff gradually migrates backwards when it becomes less important, of course, because you're just like shoving music in the front. It's like, what's in the back of here? Oh, the power adapter for my N64. Okay. <laughs> Not with any of the other N64 stuff. It's just there by itself. Weird. <laughs> Put that in a box. I've been looking for, a, I, I need to get, I want to get hold of like, you know, the, the little drawers you get for like tool racks and things like that. Hmm. Like get a little set that can sit under my desk shelf, which is about only about the height of like a CD. Or something like that, so I can get rid of so I can get rid of some of these little ramekins, basically, and just have like a have a little little set of tool drawers for, yeah, thing, for like things like batteries and allen keys. Just some of that stuff off your desk, regardless. Well, it's like this, this is my this is my bet like, one of those ramekins is like batteries that are good to go. The other one is like battery packs for controllers <laughs> and allen keys. Yeah, and I can probably find another home for the Allen keys. Probably. Put them in a toolbox. I still have one Allen key on my desk. I was just like, oh, there's an Allen key here. Well, I guess I can stay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where our Allen key stash is now, actually. It's probably probably in the man drawer. I mean, in, I, I, the quote-unquote man drawer in the kitchen. I do have a screwdriver that lives permanently on my desk. Well, that's actually genuinely useful, though. Like Somewhere, yeah. somewhere around here is my little set of small screwdrivers. Hmm. Fair, I need to get tinkery. It's my important, like certain important equipment that lives next to my that lives on my desk immediately next to my PC. It's like the screwdriver, a pair of scissors, an Allen key, apparently, <laughs> <laughs> and an Allen key, and the calculator, of course. But because... you just press Windows Calc. No, you don't, because that's just really inconvenient to have to manage another window on top of whatever else you're doing. <laughs> Use a physical calculator, and then you can do it much easier and faster because you're actually way easier inputting numbers using your finger than using a mouse pointer on a screen or typing. Numpad, yo. <laughs> yeah, but then you have to be focused on that window as well. <laughs> it's much <laughs> easier right. to use an actual calculator. All right, but, mm. I can't remember the last time I used a real calculator. I don't currently have any physical notes at my desk as I have in the past. I, I did find my previous stash of those where I was like, what, what are these notes even for? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, if I, if I found find old notebooks and they're clearly bits of work that, for for work, that I now no longer understand what it is. But I think most... Lots of, of acronyms. Most Usually of, lots of acronyms. I think most of my more recent notes have all graduated to be like Excel sheets at this point. Well, not actually Excel. Open Excel. Google Sheets. All that. That was actually really confusing talking about not really talking about something I've been playing, but that was really confusing to me when I was when I was playing No Man's Sky again, and I remembered I'd made a spreadsheet of stuff. This is a podcast about games, by the way. Yep, I remember I'd made a, a spreadsheet about stuff in No Man's Sky, and I was like, I want to look. It, it might not even be correct after all these patches, but I need to look at that again. And then, so I went into my my documents, and I was like, okay, there's all the Eve ones, there's all the Dwarf Fortress ones, and like looked through all my all my spreadsheets, and I was like, where the fuck is it? And I was like, oh wait, this is the one time that I put it on Google Docs instead. Hmm. <laughs> it's just there, <laughs> which is way less convenient because alt tabbing out of No Man's Sky is a risky endeavor. <laughs> <laughs> 
does it not run in like windowed full screen so you can just yeah I... where, where it shouldn't be risky i don't know if it does <laughs> the graphics options in that game is still kind of weird hmm better than they used to be, there's, might be more, there's more actual there's like options that tell you what they do which is nice does it have a does it have just a windowed mode because you might be able to use um like a tool like borderless gaming to make it windowed full screen then yeah i don't know if i like that really i don't really like well i mean it's not as I prefer... technically it's not as efficient for graphics cards sure. to work that way but i mean i definitely usually prefer borderless window but like certain games especially on my old ass system i'm like i need to give this full attention hmm. i need to put this properly in full screen and say like com- commit to this computer <laughs> only concentrate on this one thing <laughs> there's a, there is a little intel tool on my uh on the, on the on the gaming side of my pc that i can get i can assign apps to hmm. so it's like overwatch and rocket league are in that list just to make sure it's like okay whatever you're doing pc focus on these things i don't hmm. want anything to get in the way yeah I was going to try and use the Steam overlay to access it. Just use the web browser in the Steam overlay. Oh, okay. Which does yeah. technically work, except I, then I had to remember what my Google login was. And I was like, oh, fuck <laughs> it. I can't be bothered with this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I could have sworn I had it I had it logged in inside the Steam at some point, but it's obviously forgotten that. Yeah, well, the cookie probably expired. Mm. Speaking of that, just more random things that I thought about for random segment in the podcast cookie expirations the other day i was like you know browsing the internet and starting up chrome or whatever mm-hmm. and for some reason chrome had decided that my default google account should be like my third one which is like the one that i don't even ever i think i don't I think it was actually the one that I made for the Epic Store. <laughs> right. Like the specific e- Gmail address I made for that. <laughs> Somehow, Chrome had decided that that was my default. Okay. And you know how... You, do you even know how do you change your default uh, Chrome login? No, I thought you just logged in. Yep, that's the trick. The answer is you have to log out of all of them, and then the first one that you log in becomes default. Huh, right. And then I was like, okay, so how the fuck did that one become default then? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a dodgy update. It just flipped a switch somewhere and then it updated itself. That was very annoying for a few minutes. I was just like, how do you change? Why is there not just a button to set what one's default? Yeah, why why doesn't it have like the switch account option like YouTube or whatever? I mean, it does have a switch account option. It just doesn't change which ones are the default. Oh, doesn't it? You can easily switch between the three, actually four accounts because your one's on my machine as well. Wait, what? Well, because I needed to log into the salad. Oh, okay. at some point oh, okay that's fine <laughs> that's not my account it's yeah, the the account. one of your accounts yeah i guess technically <laughs> but yeah there's like four on there and you can easily switch between them but you can't change which one's default without logging them all out and logging back in with the one you want to be default i literally that was like i googled it and that was on some google answers page at some point which is like how do you do this and someone was like yeah you just have to log them out back in it's like why Searching for there should it. just be a button. Searching for help about Google services is really tricky because most of the time you get a page that's for an older version of mm. the yeah. thing. So, like I was looking for a way because the like um, you know, like when you're using Gmail, you can get to your bin and you can recover deleted things. Right. But I, I noticed that there are a couple of things missing from my Google Calendar that I hadn't intended to delete, and it's like, okay, how do I get to the calendar bin <laughs> and the page that it 
it, it totally exists. It's a thing, but it's like the the page that always came up on searches was for an older version of Google Calendar, and the, the option didn't exist where it said it existed. Mm. And it's like, well, that's not very helpful, right? But now I at least know vaguely what it might be called. Bin, as it turns out, <laughs> that I could, I could actually find a link to it. I mean, that is some, like sometimes when I've had the Google things like that recently, it's like it's time to actually use Google's advanced search and be like results within the last month. Mm. <laughs> Tell me something relevant, not just whatever the fuck was in here like 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Give me timed searches. <laughs> Have you ever come across that thing that Windows does in some folders now where it put the time sorts things? Like your, like the downloads folder, hmm. like is, is time sorted. It's like, oh, you downloaded this a while ago. I mean, that's, like, that's just sort by date, isn't it? <laughs> so it's kinda, but they kind of they do it in weird categorized chunks. Oh, right. You mean it's got a it's got a like special view of the folder that's yeah. actually sorted by date zone, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, it's it's a bit weird. Yeah, I'm always annoyed when I browse to a folder. It's like there's certain I have. You know, you have your folders set up in a certain way where you're like, this folder is sort by name because mm. I need it to be named. And then it's also in list view because that makes it easier. Well, pretty much to always use list view <laughs> yeah, or, pretty, de- or details pretty, view. Pretty de- details view is the one. But then like sometimes there'll be a situation where you you accidentally navigate to that folder through a different folder and it overwrites the settings. And I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. So I was looking at a folder which had thumbnails, and now this folder has thumbnails because Windows is dumb and just like cross pollinates the settings for no reason. <laughs> it's like when it thinks all sound files have to be music files and start loading all the titles and things for that. It's like, no, 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 I really actually kind of want to load the normal file information for this folder because they're just sound, they're audio. I need to deal with it as files. Mm, yeah. Or if there's a sound file in a folder of other stuff. And it goes, ah, oh, this must be a music folder. Yeah, there's, there's one file in here of this other type, so everything gets thumbnails now. And you're like, no, that's not a, that's not a rational decision. And it's like, I don't understand why it would let it do that. It's like, and it's also like confusing how it like populates that into subfolders sometimes. Where it's like, if you set the parent folder to one view and then it cascades that down into all the subfolders even if you don't necessarily want it to but sometimes if you set the subfolder it will stay but sometimes it won't sometimes it just overwrites hmm. it's very annoying god damn it windows yeah if you want to talk about annoying windows glitches my uh, work laptop has a good one. Oh yeah um so i turned on windows hello which is the face recognition thing right um because it's got a proper um ir camera so it can do it sort of almost connect style so it looks at me and then go and then just logs me in which is great it's nice and quick. It means I can go 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 away from the computer, have a pee, come back, and then just stare at it, and it will log me in and be good to go. Well, it's not even really a stare at it. It's like a casual glance. It's pretty quick. Right. Um, uh, except for the fact when it glitches out the lock screen. Because if it saw someone else or saw something that was a bit of a face and then decides I couldn't recognize you, like it, that's normally where it stops. Like Windows Hello won't activate it again automatically if it's if it goes into this doesn't i didn't recognize you state and it normally forces you to pick another option like oh enter your pin number instead right um except every now and then and we're, we're, a couple of us have had this issue now with, with with this admittedly it's the same laptop so maybe it's a laptop specific glitch i don't know but like yeah it just gets stuck on the could not recognize you part of the lock screen 
and doesn't let you pick any of the other options. <laughs> so you're stuck, locked out of your PC. Everything else is still running fine in the background. Like the PC is still working, but there's no absolutely no way of logging in. Mm. If you leave the lock screen, it'll eventually go back to like the time view, and you're like, oh, it's still alive, great. And then you just you 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 make you scroll up or whatever it does to to, to go at the screen. It just says I couldn't recognize you again. You're like, oh, for the love of. <laughs> so I've had to turn off that now because it's just it's just it's too glitchy. It's like it's too dangerous. Because there's no, there's no way out. You have to just reboot your machine. Mm. Like, you've got the power button there, so you can still say restart and shut down cleanly if you can. But you might not be able to do that. <laughs> so, so you can try. Yeah, Windows glitches. That was a pretty annoying one. Games! No, yeah, okay. News, I guess. News! <laughs> we escaped the random segment. Oh, we could vaguely talk about that sonic film but i will like uh, as 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 you made it clear that you uh, might actually want to see this not, thing. not just me i mean spoilers for everyone i guess okay i guess yeah uh there are two things i want to ask about it though okay which would be okay. the two main points that i think we need to cover so, so uh <laughs> first first thing is does it in fact actually have a plot that makes any kind of sense because all the trailers, you're like, what is even? How is any of this connected? <laughs> I mean, the plot is not good. Sure, I'll say, I'll say that. Much. It's be good. It just has to exist. It is. It doesn't make a huge amount of sense given what. Okay, the problem, with, the main problem with the film is that not a lot of it makes sense given what Sonic is and can do. Right. It's like it seems to. See, it seems not content with Sonic being Sonic. Mm. Which is a, which is kind of a huge problem for it, like repeatedly. But there is a sort of flow to it. There is a reason why they go to do a thing. There's a, I mean, that whole thing, like the whole reason he's being chased by Robotnik is just like is is literally as basic as that trailer made it out to be. It's like Electricity. He, yeah, he, he, <laughs> he sort of caused some kind of power spike, and the government wants that power source, whatever it was, it's and like <laughs> and they send in Robotnik for some reason. And there's also got that Colonel guy from Mass Effect and Battlestar Galactica in that scene, which is bizarre. Mm. <laughs> and then the other thing that I wanted to ask is um, much more vague. But do you think that it is, in fact, the best video game movie ever? Because that's what the Metacritic yeah, so that's, that's, says well, now. And that's the news, isn't it? That it was like the the best opening weekend for any video game adaptation. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure if that... And like I best rated, I yeah. Not just, not, not just made a lot of money because people went to see it. I've not been able to figure out whether that includes like video game adjacent things. Like, well, that's when, what I was thinking about. Like, what even would be like the best video game movie ever? And I was like, well, Scott from, Pilgrim, easily. Well, Scott Pilgrim. That does, I don't think that one's a comic book movie though. Kinda, yeah, I guess. It just has but video gamey elements video- because of the crossover with because it came out after the game, I guess. Well, and the comic books are actually quite... Well, yeah, the comic books are... They're and super kind of laden. The, the with concept it. of the universe of Spot, Scott Pilgrim is kind of like... It's very video, video game. game elements yeah. just yeah. exist. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's it's that. It's it's That's what I mean by video game adjacent. It's like, in, in that context, that one's probably the best. Maybe Ready Player One I actually really enjoyed. I like. I think. I think it's a good movie. I know sure a lot that of people don't. It's a video game movie either. It's yeah. It's again, like it's about the concept of game. Of, again, yeah. Again, of computer simulation. Video game adjacent. Um, 
Does that mean like you put Wreck It Ralph in that yeah, category exactly. as well? Yeah, but okay. Wreck It Ralph doesn't count. Really. Yeah, because it, it's referential and not. I mean, what other choices have you got then? I think got, my, like... I was the only one I could think of. <coughs> literally, I like I I don't think about movies that much, so you... maybe I don't remember. The only one I could think of was like Prince of Persia, but even that's vaguely about the game. <sighs> Prince of Persia's all right. I didn't mind that. That's an, that's entertaining. At least have you seen that one? Or yeah, yeah. but the, um, like, the, 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 that the, really is like still quite vaguely about that game yeah like all you get is the the prince in persia and time (laughs) time. like the the actual plot of the game not even really there no but that's that's kind of what films about games do right they actually sort of just and again the sonic film does that as well they they seem reluctant to use anything from the games well sure but i guess in the sonic case it would make slightly more sense where it's like he's coming into our world it's just like so therefore you don't have any of the of the sonic universe elements really yeah, he's effectively abandoned here and it's like and they they had to come up with the MacGuffin for the rings and all that kind of stuff to have the rings feature mm. and things like that and it's like they 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 invent quite a lot of new lore well, I say quite a lot, a tiny bit of new law, but that that new law isn't really reflective of anything that's coming. There's a there's a, there's a fairly important new new brand new character at the start of that film that's just like, okay, what? Why are you okay? No, you, okay, you're a thing. Oh, and now you're not a thing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just kind of like, okay, that was weird. But I guess that sets everything up, I suppose. It's just like the chaos control from Sonic X, where it's just like, it's a thing that happens right at the start, and then fuck that. We're just in the human world. Or even Sonic Adventure 2, where it's just like, chaos control. I was like, like, what? Yeah, but that (laughs) one was in the world, though. That was was in the same world as the rest of the thing, whereas like in Sonic X and by the sounds of it, the movie, it's a thing that happens before the actual movie starts, really. (laughs) It's kind of the... In some ways, it's actually some of the best stuff, because it's not... It doesn't feel quite so like cheapened by the fact that it, that it's like oh we had to make a live action one so we had to make it with humans in mm. America you know that and I think that's where a lot of the film's problems lie is that it like it's it is a how can we it is a, such a generic how can we make this thing work in America with dudes like it's painfully by numbers at times well, yeah, it's like all the obvious jokes basically but, well yeah let's let's have a it's it's basically a a, a, a road trip slash buddy cop film like with all the tropes like so we nice. have to go to a biker gang bar and start a bar fight a bar fight in a sonic film and then but we'll get we'll 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 make it okay because we'll have a fairly decent quicksilver style sequence in it you know okay <laughs> it's now, that might actually be for, for for something that is like plot in terms of plot, probably the most irrelevant and and bad part of the whole film. Like it just doesn't need to exist, but actually has one of the best action scenes in it. It's it's, it's a weirdly constructed thing. Also, most of the yeah, it's one of those films where it's the trailer actually is as not long as that trailer was. Most of the jokes are in that trailer. Mm. There's a, there's a couple of good side ones to the points where and I think the ones that weren't in the trailer were the ones that Noam actually laughed at. <laughs> but all the good shit in the trailer, but no, most of it, just just yeah, just quite a lot of it. It's I guess it's because the like like it's one of those things where a lot of it is one-liners, mm. right, or just comments on things, and you could just stack those up in a trailer, right? Yeah, and the context doesn't necessarily add to those one-liners. Uh. I would say it's it it 
passes the okay mark. <laughs> it is not a good film, but it's not also also I don't think it justifies some of the reviews of being a bad film. It's a hugely generic film, and it's not it's and it's it's it seems somewhat ashamed half the time of trying to be a Sonic film. It's like there are just there are huge huge plot problems. Mm-hmm. Like just <laughs> okay. This isn't too much of a spoiler because it's shown right at the start of the film, but there's a sequence where he's basically running away from Robotnik by running up and around buildings. Right. And then at the end of the, like two thirds of the way through the film, there's a sequence where he can't run up a building. And you're just like, <laughs> and you're like what? You've just changed your own rules. The second building was nonstick. <laughs> yeah. Or didn't have a ramp at the bottom. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing. But it could. <laughs> it's a weird thing, but there are there are things in it where where the Sonic fan in me are just like that. They could still make something out of this weird take. Mm. There's just little hints here and there where you're just like, I can I can see someone or some people working on this project legitimately cared, just not the people in charge of the main plot <laughs> and maybe the budget. I don't know. Or maybe they'll just end up. <laughs> fully ripping off Sonic X and we'll just have the story of Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2 in the next couple of films. Yeah. Well, there aren't enough of the Sonic characters in the world yet to do that. Yeah, but, you know, how did they all even... Oh, no, I guess they all went at once in Sonic X. Chaos Control. Yeah. <laughs> the whole crew came over. You just didn't necessarily over. find them all at once. But, yeah, the whole crew came over. There's basically only Sonic in this. But, you know, <laughs> minor... Minor spoiler, I suppose, but there's only Sonic and there's only Robotnik. Well, he doesn't count, though, does he? <laughs> I guess not. He doesn't have to travel. No. That was the thing that I, when I was, again, before this podcast, I was thinking about this. Thinking about Sonic Adventure 2 and Sonic <coughs> X and all that stuff. I was, just, and then like, I was thinking about how Sonic X did that thing of t- taking the stories of Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2. And I was like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Except there's, it's like there's the one plot point which doesn't make sense, which is like in the Sonic Adventure 2 universe, uh, Robotnik is like a third generation of that planet because his granddad made the arc. Right. It's right. like he, he, he exists, he has existed in that universe for some period of time. Yeah, yeah. It's not like he, him, him just getting chucked in there like it would have been in Sonic X. <laughs> So that's where like those two plot lines don't quite light up, <coughs> but it's close. <laughs> yeah, R- R- Robotnik's been around a long time here, and they come up with some like, uh, like he was bullied orphan backstory that they briefly touch upon because he's likes to talk a lot because he's Jim Carrey. Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> and there is one moment where he vaguely laughs like Eggman. <laughs> I'm sure there's quite a few moments in that film where they vaguely do a thing like a film. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely references here and there, uh, but it's just it's not quite there. Like, I, like I wish they'd played Sonic slightly older. Hmm. They, 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 they. Like, he's a young character in general in that world, but they seem to have been moving away from that in the games, right? Since Sonic Colors and the way they've done, yeah, the the, the way they've sort of portrayed Sonic in the games since then, he's that. He's a, he, I don't. I wouldn't say he's wiser, but he's a little. He's a little bit smarter in his quips, I suppose, and a little bit less, less emotional. I suppose is the phrase I'd mm. use, which actually kind of works. But this Sonic is just. He's 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 a kid, basically. He's a 
barely 10 <laughs> well, we'll, him at, it's like we're, now we're going to find out this is where after sonic forces when classic sonic goes back into the time portal or fades away or whatever this is where mm. he turns up this is oh, this is right. like young sonic when he develops the ability to speak and then he's <laughs> then when he comes back he turns into modern sonic <laughs> It's <laughs> the middle stage of that evolution between not talking classic Sonic and dumb quipping modern Sonic. There's a <laughs> there, there is a section right at the start where they because they, they have to do it I suppose because it's like this is where you came from and it's like they, they're in Green Hill Zone. Yeah, I but, I hadn't even seen that and I knew it was going to happen. I think it's in one of the trailers. I think they show him doing a loop or something, there's, or there's a hint of the checkerboard somewhere. Um. But then it's like they don't acknowledge that that's what that was called. So the fact that he's living in Green Hills is only a reference it, that you know he knew the games. Yeah, exactly. It's it's sort of but it's a fine. little bit lost. And there is there is there is I don't know. I I feel it's reference. It's it, there's not enough references in there. There's a couple of good ones, but it's just, it's not strong on that front. Like um, uh, I don't know. Towards the end, you get a sort of like. Uh, you get a version of the Green Hill theme music in a style you're not really expecting, just sort of playing as incidental music in the background. You're know, like, oh yeah, I see what you did there, and it's just, but it's like it's a completely irrelevant thing. Yeah, but that's kind the... of. But there's no, there's no music reference other than that in this thing. And but that it's... that kind of reference is a way to. It's, it's difficult. Like, yeah. It's problematic for like <laughs> the plot holes. Like the, the classic example of like in the Double Dragon movie where they they they're having a fight scene and they punch someone up against a Double Dragon arcade machine. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. like what the fuck? <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> no, that's cool though. I like that. It's cool because it it's, re- like, it's what, really stupid. What universe are we in here? <laughs> Ridiculous parallel universe. It's like what does it? Is it is a, because there's a film with like the Doom arcade machine in it or something with a doom like is it is it but it might be like the turkey puncher game or something i don't think it is the turkey puncher but i know what you mean i think there is a, a film that has a, a a faked arcade version of doom in it. yeah something like that it's weird <laughs> but it's just little things it's like they could have done like at the start of like a big robotnik fight or something they could have just had like because it's all orchestral like they might not have they might not have had to do like one of the boss themes completely Directly. but they could have just had the bit where like dom 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 yeah, dom maybe. dom and it's like they didn't even they didn't even just drop that little hint in there. So it's like I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit. I'm not sure most of the people that worked on this were really into Sonic. You know, mm. it's just kind of someone got hold of the license and they did a thing. But there's a there's a stinger that's possibly the most Sonic part of the whole film. But, you know. Spoilers. It's a thing. It's not. It's not. Ugh, it's just. I wanted it to be way more interesting than it was. It was just so bland, and it's like, it has that. It's that problem, right? It's not bad enough to be interesting. Hmm. But I suppose it is mildly interesting to me because we've just talked about it for ages. Yep. And there you go. And it, and and despite what people would say, having creepy old Sonic wouldn't have solved that. It wouldn't have made it bad enough to be interesting, even if he looked fucked up, because it would have still been the same. It still would have been a very generic story. Plot, yeah. Plot and moments. I think it would have been, yeah, definitely would have had more nightmares. Absolutely. Because, God, that Sonic model. God, it was <laughs> it's hideous. And But the new, the new model was actually pretty good. Like, yeah, it worked well. Even if it does potentially have some some of those uh, 
coloration issues occasionally where it's just like oh that color is way more vibrant than, mm. the, than the world yeah. that can't work <laughs> that looks a bit odd his eyes are so green <laughs> so green so green and he has two of them <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know you want that to be a big reveal at the end that like the entire time through that movie he was scowling because when someone scowls <laughs> and, the, and the eyebrow comes all the way down it does look like two eyes. yeah so he's finally happy and then the scowl goes <laughs> it's like oh my god it's one giant eye and everyone's like ah! <laughs> uh, i mean yeah there's a there's a couple of oh, I don't, I, yeah no I just, there's, there's there's one thing in particular where i looked at it and thought oh you went there all right mm. well they do actually engage with like sonic memes on a couple of occasions, sure. but they're but they're super subtle, like really subtle. It's like blinking you miss it style me stuff. Sonic movie. Yep, that's the film segment. I guess we'll probably get a sequel. I guess. <laughs> well, they seem to think they're going to. Yeah, <laughs> but there's that whole thing of like the, the the animation studio that made Sonic doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Apparently, through no fault of Sega's or the or the film. Well, I'm sure it wasn't anything to do with Sega. No, no not, not Sega. I mean, but like anything to do with the actual production and the whole redo of Sonic. Apparently, mm. it's like there's nothing to do with that. It's just that that studio was in trouble, and it didn't save them. Apparently, it cost four million to redo Sonic. Doesn't sound very expensive considering no. how much films cost. Yeah, that's like ten percent of its takings. I think mm. it's a reasonable amount. That's Sonic News. I guess. What other news we got? Yep. Not much, really. Even though, (coughs) as I will often say on this podcast, I feel like there was something important that I forgot. (laughs) Okay. There's an Animal Crossing Direct. There was an Animal Crossing Direct. Uh, Finally ending the Direct route, kind of, I guess. Apart from when it's a game-specific Direct, it doesn't even feel like it. Oh, so I, I, I didn't watch it. Was it not a Animal Crossing Direct? Was there it, anything else in that direct? No, I mean okay. it, it was labelled as it was labelled as a direct, but it was an Animal Crossing specific thing. Okay, right. <laughs> they didn't call it like it's a Pokemon direct, like, or, like they didn't call it an Animal Crossing direct. Well, actually, I guess I don't know for. Sh- well, I guess that I don't think they actually labelled it really. Yeah. It had the Nintendo Switch red screen click, and then it was just an Animal Crossing thing. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess that's as much calling it an Animal Crossing direct as you can, really. Fair enough. <laughs> but I just mean they normally get ahead of it a little bit to say this is what. Yeah, I mean, I guess they still have the traditional JPEG thing where it's like, here's the time and here's what's going to be in it, and it's just mm. Animal Crossing. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, everyone everyone has been kind of waiting for a Nintendo Direct to happen, but like a traditional one, like mm. a, a here's the other here's things, not yeah, just a thing. Here's here's our year and in, in our, of the plan for the year or the first half of the year. Yeah, because it's already nearly March and we haven't had any. Mm. But yes, Animal Crossing did a video. We haven't even had a state of play. No, I mean I guess no one's done one. No, everyone's <laughs> been quite quiet. So, um, yeah, Animal Crossing. It, 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 the, this video has confirmed everything that you needed to know in the terms of they're bringing back all the mechanics they had in the last game. <laughs> okay. And then a couple of new things, I guess. But Terraforming. If you didn't already assume that there was going to be a museum and shops and, you know, a pseudo town hall. <laughs> right, yeah. Just like, yep, those things are all there still. <laughs> I'll get there eventually. 
but yeah, the terraforming is maybe the biggest new thing, mm. I guess. Well, and the um, the way it handles multiple players seems kind of interesting because it's necessarily a new. Thing. Well, it sort of is because it's like you don't have to be playing multiplayer. Like if another person wants to start an Animal Crossing game on on the same local Switch, yeah, but that's the they problem. can choose to play in the same island as you. <laughs> no, well, you see, that's the problem is that you use the word choose where you don't. You don't have a choice if you're oh. playing on the same system. You're on that fucking island, and if there's more than eight of you on that same system, you're fucked. <laughs> Oh, I didn't realise that. Oh, that's kind of bad. Yep. Everyone was well pissed. Huh. <laughs> oh, I figured that was a just an option. You could like make a new save game and then be like, no, this is a different island. No. Weird. What a weird choice. Yep. I guess it's to stop but like to encourage the whole thing with the DS version and stuff like that, whereas it's just like there's just one town, right? And you're just making that one town and that this is your thing. Yeah. But like, of course, on the Switch has a console platform that you like that doesn't necessarily work as well. well. I mean, the idea, like, the trouble with it is that like the whole concept of Animal Crossing being like a very time limited thing, where it's like yeah, there's only so much you can do per day. Mm. That's just not going to work for multiple people on one island, right? Because the first person to log in will do all the stuff, and then all the other people will be like, "What am I going to do today?" Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Unless you're all playing at the same time in a party, which is why they have that local multiplayer thing. This is why they want people to buy Switch Lite. <laughs> well, yes, I mean, or, or the concept of owning multiple Switches, which mm. I mean, sure, but like, that's kind of ridiculous. But yeah, so people were kind of pissed off about that, but that had already been announced before this Direct. It's, it's still weird to me. That's a, that's a strange one. But yeah, the Terraform <coughs> is like the main new thing, I guess, mm. but... The way they describe it seems to be like super late game, so you're still going to have to put up with whatever the island throws at you to start with, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> For some period of time, do you be like, fuck all this, and then just demolish it all? Yeah. Well, you get like, doesn't it give you like a choice of four starting a vague starting arrangements? Yeah, as it's well? done that for like a couple of games, I think. Oh, okay. Just like, it will show you a map and be like, because. Weirdly, in this one, this one, it seems way less important. Because in the old ones, it was like, where are the shops and the bridges over the rivers and the starting houses? Mm. And because you couldn't really move those around, it was like kind of important that you looked at those maps and been like, oh, well, this one has a good bridge layout because it's right. not going to be inconvenient to go to the shops all the time. Mm. Whereas in this one, you start with literally nothing and you get to choose where all the buildings and shops go. So like, who cares what the, <laughs> the environment is like, really? way less important to choose a starting map in this mm. game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah, placing shit, that's important, uh, an important change, I guess. Mm. The fact that you can choose where every building goes and you can move them around even after they're <coughs> built, apparently, <coughs> by oh. the looks of it. Interesting. Edit mode. Yeah, which is just... Quite, it's like, I mean, I guess that's kind of nice, but like, it's going to lead to, you know... When I play it, probably, you know, there's just going to be a big pile of buildings in one corner of the map for most of the game until you get to the late game where you can actually terraform and then I'll be like, now I can make it look fancy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need them quite so functionally anymore. Functionally close next to each other, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It would be nice if there was some kind of mechanical, you know, benefit. I mean, maybe there is. It could be like... Uh, maybe if you, build, angry yeah, if you build people's houses too close together they get annoyed with noise or something we had this whole bloody island <laughs> and you put us all next to each other it's like what a holiday yeah I don't know maybe maybe something like that will exist but yeah 
that game appears to just be Animal Crossing. No cloud save. There's no, no some real kind cloud of, save. Some kind of cloud thing exists, but you can't see it. Only Nintendo can see it. And oh, if your just, Switch breaks, maybe they'll give it to you if you ask them nicely. It's just, it's just such an, another, I don't know, it feels like such a stare, but like, like oh, we've got this online service which touts cloud saves, and but we're, we're putting out a game that doesn't officially support but Why it. would you need them? I don't know, you didn't lose your Switch. Yes, but they said you can get like in, in that specific case. But I assume you'd have to have gone online at some point, or not everyone's going to. Like, what if you don't have a Switch Online account and therefore couldn't hit a server? Then you don't get cloud saves anyway because those are tied to the Nintendo Switch Online service. And that, uh, yeah, true. <laughs> but, but do you know what I mean? It's just it's, it's just a weird one. I don't know. It's a, it means you've got to go through an extra hoop. Well, yes. I mean, the rather whole... than it just working. The whole Nintendo recovering of saves situation has always been going through hoops. They still haven't decided to not do that, even it's, now that they theoretically have cloud saves. It's really stupid. It's really stupid. They're always too protective of their save files. That's the general. Yeah, thing well, I know, it's which like, is probably why there's only one island for Switch as well. And so, you know, save files and stuff like that are uh, are often weighs in for piracy techniques yeah. and things like that. So uh, that side is like. I mean, I get why they do it. It's just, they're going to get broken, right? You can put Android on a Switch now. Mm. It's like, they've been broken. <laughs> it's like, don't, just don't just don't be assholes about it. <laughs> Everyone gets hacked eventually. <laughs> yes, eventually. So what was that, the, the uh, that root, that horrible rootkit thing where it's just like, yeah, no, just, if, if, you, if it gets hacked, just take it out of your game. It's fine. Yeah, all those DRMs. Yeah. Whichever one that was. Already forgotten. Don't need to remember names of that shit. I mean, still, it still gets used. Yes, it but... does. Animal Crossing, it's a thing. They t- what was the, what's the date for that? Is it like a month? 20th of or? March. Yeah, okay. Same day as Doom, which everyone <laughs> is making memes of. That's quite funny. <laughs> Doom Crossing. Yep. <laughs> Animum. Uh, what else we got? Not much. Procedures out. <laughs> That's very not news. After five years yeah. of early access. You'd be surprised that it wasn't out. Yeah. And then be like, oh yeah, I guess it's been in early access this whole time, but how how much work has even been happening? I don't even know because I haven't been paying attention. Apparently it's quite fancy now, like so even more of the... There's, apparently there's programmable stuff. Mm, okay. <laughs> So you can like have have logical blocks. That seems like from from what, the time we played that a long time ago. That seems that would be really impossible to do because everything would fall apart immediately. I, I just want that. You'd to be... get one shot hit your logic circuits and it'd just be completely useless. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I that's I, I think it's to let you build like actual robot-y type things. Yes, like big old walking mechs, I guess. Well, you could do that without the logic, though. Well, sort of, yeah. Uh, so that's cool and apparently it's got you know the, the whole campaign is finished now and it's mm. got like a, a ridiculously fancy level editor apparently for designing these things mm. and it's uh, that's that's cool I just want to know what more blocks they've added that's, that's, that's the important bit see if any of them are useful yeah can I make my giant guns <laughs> like we tried to last time uh, CCP cancelled another shooter that they were working on in the Eve universe. When, when, like, whenever they announced that they were working on it, yeah, it was called Project Nova, apparently. But they, uh, yeah, that's can. But they've announced that they're working on another one, 
which will probably get canned in, in three years' time. Uh, apparently, the yeah, the, the other little other little detail was like the, the developer was Icelandic that was working on the. Uh, you mean CCP? <laughs> Literally. Well, yeah, maybe it was CCP internal. I don't know. Whoever it was, someone else there, but they yeah, they were working on Nova, but they've this this new one apparently has been worked by some London-based studio. Mm. They've changed changed devs, and I don't know. It, it sounds like they've just scrapped the whole thing and like let another studio start fresh, which is a bit weird. Uh, some implication that it might have been more solo player designed as opposed to being a multiplayer game. What were you doing in the Eve universe? I don't even know. Hmm. I mean, I guess it's just like generic sci-fi fantasy universe could have really fantasy i guess just sci-fi you could have some sort of industrial conflict on a planet just somewhere. be like prey or something basically <laughs> yeah i guess <laughs> on a station I mean, throwing it, some economy it made sense with dust the first game where they were just like yeah you're you're, you're literally it's just like the factions fighting in space but now on the ground hmm you're fighting in these industrial complexes which are conveniently being built in the EV universe. And it's like, yeah, that makes sense as a multiplayer shooter, I guess, except it's not very good and it's also only on console, which was its whole main it's problem. So weird. <laughs> and only on PlayStation. Yep. Hey, they must have had some deal with Sony to get that off the ground. But I don't know if there's like I suppose they probably could come up with you know, story and law, because it's like when you think about the, the law of Eve, <coughs> like all the ex, all the outside the game law stuff that they built up over the years, most of it's still focused around like you know the ship, the space, <laughs> the space, the ships, and the space part of Eve, not actually like the you know civilian populations on the ground or anything, right? Yeah, <laughs> but you know, there's there's easily space for them to come up with stuff that would still fit in the universe. Or well, maybe they could like retrofit some of what they were writing for that vampire MMO. Into... <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> That's definitely cancelled, isn't it? That thing, wherever it was. I don't know. Because it's been like a decade, I think, since I've heard anything about it. I mean, they that that other not CCP part of that sort of union of studios did release something at some point. Hmm. <laughs> something at some point. Was that Eve Valkyrie? <laughs> no. CCP. Iceland doing things. Hmm. Uh, what else we got? Borderlands movie? Leaked by one Mr. Randy Pitchford. Because someone couldn't stop him getting to a keyboard nope. to type onto Twitter. <laughs> stop, Randy, stop! Don't say anything about magic. Again, like, Borderlands movie is kind of obvious, right? It's just like, it's already got plenty of obvious plot points that would fit in a movie format. I mean, you could do you could do absolutely anything, right? You could. <laughs> I mean, well, yes, that too. In, you could in, if you, if you're not going to follow any of the sort of major plot points of the game, it's a universe where you can do whatever the fuck you want. You pretty much can, yeah. You just just take a Mad Max style environment and and run with it a little bit. Just just do do something. I mean, if if there, if there's ever there's something that has the potential for not being another generic ass film, you would hope this would be it, right? Because it's just like just just go nuts with it. It's that. It's like a Borderland, the Borderlands games should be a license to go nuts. And maybe they're not as nuts as you would hope in the actual games, but it's like their their whole thing about crazy ass guns and crazy ass people and They could do they could do something good. 
Or it could just be Mad Max. Yeah, but it is still kind of a generic overall thing, though. Post-apocalyptic. Because it is just kind of Mad Maxy, like, you're stuck on this shitty planet, and so bandits. And so bandits. (laughs) It's just like, that's not not that complicated. There's bandits and tech. (laughs) And then when you actually find out what the vault is, it's a... It's an alien. <laughs> it's an alien. Yeah, it'll be it'll be the first game sort of plot line, won't it? It'll be like we don't know what these things are. We don't know why sirens are weird. Well, I don't think and they, then aliens. I don't think they ever talked about why sirens were weird. There's only some number of them. I forget. Was it seven? Mm. <laughs> some plot point about sirens at some point. Now we know three I mean, of they're, them. They're Jedi's, basically. Okay. <laughs> Or more like Sif, I suppose. There's only two Sif. There's only seven sirens, maybe, if I remember that number correctly. And we know three of them, is yeah. that right? Yeah. One for each game. <laughs> well, yeah. And no one cares yeah. about the pre-sequel. <laughs> Borderlands. Borderlands film. We probably not going to happen. Yeah, we probably won't see it for five years. That's how films work. Well, yeah, at least. Uh, and that's new? Oh, the PlayStation forums. So meaning PlayStation doesn't actually have a uh, a way of asking for support anymore other than through Twitter hmm. or Instagram or those sorts of methods, which are always great. <laughs> Said with healthy heaping of sarcasm. Well, you don't need a forum. You just need a web form. <laughs> it's just like... Yeah, I, guess, I mean, there'll be unofficial ones, I guess, but that's not the point. Like The major advantage of a proper forum is that if people have asked the same question, the forum actually has the history of how that was solved. Yeah, but whoever but searches the forum for answers? <laughs> I mean, I've tried to with things about my TV and things like that, or if I'm, um, like, well, I don't know, smart home stuff, like the smart things community is actually yeah, really but that's good. different, because that's like... That's not just like a generic problem. That's like a specific. That's like, be, and also like can very, be user user influenced problems. Uh, yeah, not very, just like very, problems with the machine itself. Very creative stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, in places, but yeah, you're right. I, I don't know. I think it's a bad move. I think just, you need you need support forums. They, they are genuinely useful. That's why I don't know. It's not again not quite the same, but it's why sites like. The, the the various stack exchange site like networks do so well. It's like people want to ask questions and people want answers, and then people search for those answers, and everyone's happy. Apart from right at the start of this podcast, where we discuss where you find answers that are like ten years old, and it's totally useless. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there is that. That is a good portion of my job. Sometimes is just looking for okay, when was this posted? Oh, twenty eleven. Oh, it's probably not relevant. Mm. Might might be accurate. But it's not core to the programming language, so it's probably... Hmm, I'll have to take that with a little bit of salt. Maybe not even a pinch. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. However much that is compared yeah. to more, <laughs> than, more than a pinch, less than a teaspoon. Yeah. <laughs> quarter, quarter teaspoon. And that'll be news. I mean, I guess so. I'm Sort of news, I guess, that I mentioned last week. Not on a podcast, because we don't do podcasts every week. Uh, Satisfactory is actually going to come out on Steam. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> After it escapes epic exclusivity. Because it's been in early access for its year. Yep, for approximately the year of <laughs> epic exclusivity. Well, that's good. It's good that it's coming out properly everywhere. <laughs> properly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's coming out for real now, not on this other shit service. <laughs> Which is presumably the hope for other things like Hades and stuff like that. Well, yeah, maybe. 
You'd hope. Although the weird thing about Satisfactory was like, I don't think they ne- actually ever took it off Steam. I think they just hid it. Oh, right. Because it just it reappeared in my wish list. Hmm. <laughs> like I didn't go and add it again. It was just there. But that's cool. <laughs> kind of. It's useful. But apart from, you know, just reminding you of that whole situation of when they were on Steam and then took, took it down to go to Epic. Hmm. At least they had t- started taking pre-orders by that point, like some people. <laughs> <laughs> sure. They didn't have the, was it the Metro problem? Yeah. <laughs> or Kickstarters or anything. I don't think Metro actually came back to Steam, did it? Well, it hasn't been a year yet. Oh, hasn't it? (laughs) Satisfactory was practically the first one of that, or in the first batch of the exclusivities. Right. And Metro was like slightly later than that. I think that was like a month, maybe, afterwards. I thought that came out in like March-ish. Must have been around now. Yeah, Yeah. it was was about the same time. (coughs) Satisfactory did make, they did make a developer video about the situation where they kind of still said that like it's probably not going to come out immediately as soon as the exclusivity is up we actually need to do work <laughs> like right, we actually yeah. need to make it functional on steam so it'll probably be like maybe a month or more after the exclusivity runs out on march 20th yeah gotta do a little bit of you're not gonna steam come out on doom impl- day yeah gotta do a little bit of steam works implementation yeah And as they, as that studio does specifically, they when they made a, their <coughs> fancy announcement video for update three, which was also coincidentally the update, for the announcement for that it was going to come to Steam. They did their their um, how they announced on Steam because you know it's like it's a it's a thing that lots of video games have done where the where the Steam announcement has has a is not necessarily about steam but is like tacked into another video but it has the how do we visually display the fact that we're coming to steam like with the kerbal space ray on one it's like this kerbal is rummaging for a box and he pulls out a big steam engine thing and he attaches it to the wall and it turns into the steam logo (laughs) (laughs) it's like okay yeah okay that's the steam thing but then in in satisfactory's case they did the they did the literal old valve logo with like the dude with the valve on the back of his head except it's the satisfactory dude with his helmet and it just has a valve on it that's actually kind of cool. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's okay. That's how you do it, I guess. I mean, is this a necessary thing now? Like, can't people just put the logo on at the end of the trailer? Well, not if you want it to be slightly dramatic. And also, I guess, just putting the logo might not be noticed. <laughs> someone would notice it. Well, someone would notice it, but not everyone. Because <laughs> <laughs> it would just be there alongside the Epic logo or whatever other logos. <laughs> mm. Or you just have a bit of text saying, now cover your teeth. Well, sure. That's a lazy way of doing it. You don't want to be fancy. That's all you need. So it is all you need. <laughs> dun, yep. Dun. They even they didn't straight rip that sound effect. They remade the same kind of sound effect, <laughs> which is slightly weird. I'm sure that that, that is probably copyrighted as part of that <laughs> or whatever probably. by Valve. Who even was that dude? <laughs> Who knows? I'm sure you did, can did find he, out. Did he work for Val? Yeah, probably. <laughs> did someone just art him up? Except that wasn't even the original version of that, was it? Because originally he has it in his eye, facing forwards. Maybe? The, the second version is the one with the back of the head. Hmm. I'm pretty sure Maybe they was... thought that was a little more acceptable. <laughs> well, yeah. Doesn't look quite so weird. I'm pretty sure that was the way around that was. Hmm. But anyway, <laughs> found logos. Dong. 
And that's news. That is news. I guess. News is done. Have you been playing some games? Yeah, a little bit. You've been playing Two Point Hospital? Yeah, I have. <laughs> Am I leading you into talking about Two Point Hospital? Yeah, that's not convenient. <laughs> and then, you know, other things I've played, but yeah, I guess we'll talk about Two Point first. <sighs> I've, I mean, I, I started over, so I haven't really got that much further than I'd already got during the free weekend. <laughs> I, I, in fairness, yeah, I'd, I'd vaguely forgotten you'd played it at all. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I caught back up and got slightly further than I got in the free weekend. And, you know, so now I remember how it all works. Well, that was the only reason to start over. Where it's like, I need to remind myself ex- how this game specifically works, mm. even though it's really obvious and it works more or less exactly like Fibosa. Pretty much, yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's not mechanically very complex. But yeah, did that. And then. And, uh, now, so how, far is the, how far is that then? How far, like, what, what area? I've or? just finished the, the fractured land tumble. Oh, okay. So that's quite a way. Yeah, yeah. That's probably half of as much as I've played it. Because I the, in the free weekend, the first time I I got like halfway through doing the university, which is the, oh, okay. is the level yeah, before yeah, yeah. that. Oh, when you say halfway through, what getting getting one star or going all the way at three? No, I think I was at two. So halfway okay. through the whole thing. Yeah, I think I might have got two on there and then bailed on it. <laughs> but then I so now at the point where I've got to. That the tumbled level specifically with the with the fracture clinic and all that stuff. Like now, I'm starting to get to the point where it's like, oh yeah, this is this is why Rob. This, these are the problems that Rob had because <laughs> that level specifically is just like you have far too many people. Mm. They won't stop coming. Yeah, go away. <laughs> it seems like even if you ter- have terrible reputation, people still come. And and also, you can't make your reputation go down. Like. People were dying all the time, and I was just kicking people out as soon as their health got low to prevent them from dying, and my reputation was still 99 the whole time. <laughs> it's like, stop! No! And you haven't even got the marketing team yet. No, exactly. I don't, don't need marketing at all. The only thing like... <sighs> Ooh, sudden sneeze. Uh, the only thing the marketing team is useful for, really, is guiding people to certain departments that aren't really being used all that much. Mm. Like, it doesn't really stop. But I think they might be in addition to everything else that's going on. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's been that was the first level where it's just like this is kind of awkward. I mean, just like I've already built six GPs officers and there's already there's still queues. <laughs> that's the that is even before that. I in the free weekends, it's like that is that game's big problem. Maybe it's so like, many GPs. <laughs> Endless GPs. You have to commit. Basically, at some point, you're just going to have a building that is entirely GPs. Yeah, yeah, I've got a few like that. Like when you start reorganizing things, and it's just like, well, this is the GP land. This is the general diagnosis land. This is. But so what I eventually did towards the end of getting the third star on on this level specifically was like I went into the policy and turned on the thing where they skip the last GPs visit. When when oh. when they've gone through the last diagnosis room, it automatically sends them to whatever treatment they need instead of confirming it with the GP first. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. I, and, I didn't spot that policy. And that immediately cleared all the queues on my GP's officers, and instead all my diagnosis rooms got hella queues because now all the people who were being delayed by being in the queues at the GP's offices were now in the diagnosis right, rooms. Right. Not even the treatment rooms. They didn't really make more people get to treatment faster. Quicker. It just made more people come through reception and the first GP visit faster. Mm. So queues just turned up at all my diagnosis rooms instead. It's like, well, that's kind of helpful, I guess. Mm. Solved one problem. 
<laughs> sort of. And I'm not sure about like how much it like balances the different diagnosis machines, I guess. Because when it's like you you have this giant queue for general diagnosis, it's just like, do you build another general diagnosis or do you build a different diagnosis room and yeah, hope that I'm, they spread I'm, out I'm, onto I'm, them? I'm, I'm not very sure about that either. I, I, I'm not, I haven't quite got a grasp on like whether certain certain illnesses are better go for, diagnosed go, go, or yeah, go for yeah. and or even how you to some extent how you get your like the the route to diagnosis up sometimes because it seems like it seems like your only options are either have better rooms with better equipment or better staff yeah and then it's like okay but you don't can't we like have better knowledge on how to actually diagnose this and because well, like, the, the research isn't really about that yeah because that was kind of what the research was well not really it was kind of what the research was about originally in female except it was more about treatment like when in female when you'd research a specific disease you were basically in, improving the percentage success rate on the treatment mm. So over time, they just get better. But like, I feel like there should be, because that's what I was wondering about the with like the GP's office, and because you get the the doctors can have like the GP skill, mm. and you can put items in the room that give you like yeah, more bonus percentage diagnosis bonus percent, diagnosis yeah. percentage. And like, if you had a doctor who had super high level skills and like a decked out room, could you get to the point where you'd only need a GP's visit and that would be the full diagnosis? Yeah, you'd know exactly what it is. But then then I'm like, okay, that would be great for cues, but then you wouldn't you not be making any money? <laughs> right, yeah. Because <laughs> then they wouldn't have to go for all these other rooms that all, quite so much, all yeah. cost money. <laughs> That's a good point. Or or is it just that the the treatment step gives you so much money compared to the diagnosis steps it wouldn't matter? Maybe, yeah. It probably balances out in some way. But then you'd have to build these ridiculously large rooms with all this stuff in. Well, that is also that game's other main problem, is just like the prestige of rooms. Jamming thing. shit in there. For, yeah. And like there's there's no reason that you can't just fill an entire room with plants for prestige because I mean, the game can. doesn't care. Yeah, <laughs> you can. But like, you don't want to do that. You want it to look cool, but then you have to unlock specific things. I mean, all I've been unlocking I... is the stuff with stats, which right, is like yeah, plus yeah. bonus to diagnosis or whatever. I don't think the uh, the stuff. I think that's one of my bigger problems with the, that game's progression. I think the actual rate you, especially sort of as you start getting through a little bit, and the and the amount you need to earn in order to unlock items starts increasing a little bit. It's like there are. It's just, I don't think you're accumulating those unlock points fast enough. Well, I mean, the point. unlock the main re, the way main way you get them is from the, like the meta achievements, really. Mm, yeah, which is like, I mean, like, I guess that's sure, a thousand people fine. But then you can also research from. I mean, you can, yeah. <laughs> just just have it running on that. But I want to. I've actually got research to do. Yeah, but that makes and such it carries a... across all of your yeah hospitals, and it so makes it's... such a tiny amount. Also, mm. it's like it makes a piddling amount, and you're technically having to spend real money to turn it into that money because you have to pay money to start the research. I have a problem with research. Whether my researchers don't seem very keen on doing research. How so? As in, they don't stay in the room very much. Well, you have to set it to ha- I, I, allow more than one person. Well, there's that, and <laughs> and and 
but but it's not even that. It's like they just leave and go and do something else. And it's like, well, I don't, I don't really want to set you to be just just a researcher. Wait, but so I, you do, don't you? That's a point. To a point, but it's like I'd quite like you to be there most of the time. Well, that's sort of been the other problem that I've had with the whole priority system is just like there's it's it's too binary. Like you have the ability to look at a, doc- a doctor or whatever and be like, you can only work in the GP's office, or you can work in the GP's office and these other select things. Yeah, it's like but you're, you're a surgeon. Don't spend too much time in these other yeah, places. Yeah, but then like, like there's no, there's no. It's fully binary. There's no, yeah. or, there's no priority where you like you can be like you're a surgeon, so you need to hella highly prioritize doing surgery, but. If you have time, and if there's space, if there's a staff shortage somewhere else, go and do it. You can't have that granularity. It's either mm. on or off. <laughs> and it's not really practical to do the theme hospital thing, which you were doing all the time, of actually picking people up and putting them places. Because that, that, I don't know that. that well, seems, that's just that's, not really necessary. It's game. not. It's not hugely necessary, and it's a bit more of a pain in the ass. And sometimes when you put thing people down, it you get some sort of error message pop up that's that's, no parking yeah (laughs) Yeah. like like, or invalid location or something like that and then they'll just walk out of the room and walk back in it yeah (laughs) or you'll pick them up and put them back in the room and it'll go oh yeah that's fine yeah it did have that happen a couple of times but you know as i say you don't need to worry about that really most of the time it's fine you just let them be wherever and also i guess i don't know if this was like if this is different to female school at all but like they don't care if they're not working particularly hmm. you're paying them to just stand around i'm sure they're happy <laughs> Go to the staff room. So you, you can just have plenty of excess dudes and really you kind of need excess dudes because of the way training works yeah where it's going to take away people out of your <laughs> hospital for a period for of time a while, yeah so you kind of always need to have like three or four excess of every type of guy be interesting it's if there was some kind it. of like on the job training for some roles well i mean that's i was gonna say that's kind of what they do because they have to they have to do on the job training to unlock the training slot mm. before they actually do the training to fill that slot yeah but you know i mean like, <laughs> like like they like you perhaps there's a bit of surgery going on but one of the doctors decide, like you you assign to shadow the surgeon because it to, to so, the, so the surgery still happens and you're only really actually losing one of your doctors rather than the two hmm. I mean, it does. It kind of still, it kind of has that system in the in some in. Well, I don't know about all of it, but in some of the research, where it's just like, or the tutorial research anyway, where it's just like, if you see a patient with that condition even before you've unlocked the research to be able to treat it, it adds research points to the research to be able to unlock it. Mm. I'm not sure if that happens for all of them or whether that was only in the tutorial level. Mm, can't remember. <laughs> I mean, you'd have to actually look at that menu specifically yeah. to be able to tell, I guess. Yeah. I, I was vaguely tempted to pick it up again since they put out a couple more updates. Yeah, there was an update um, just before I started. Even. <laughs> yeah, the remix update, which turns the first three levels into like little challenge levels, supposedly. I mean, they might. It's just like basically we made new levels with the same geometry yeah kind of <laughs> kind of well i think i think some of the, like they're not even like completely new levels they're like uh, like harder versions of this like the so the the training hospital is still a training hospital mm. but they you now don't you now actually have to be profitable as, or something is at the same time with that one you can't just rely on all the grants right. that, that, that 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 level gives you uh yeah just like a hard mode i guess 
but only Seems one star honest. though. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. But then, like, it's, it's the whole framing that I'm interested in. Like, actually, because this is like the thing female hospital—not uh, female hospital—two point actually does relatively well. It's just how they contextualize some of their stuff. So, like these remix levels are. We put a simulation in your simulation. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to see what that looks like. like oh, I'm sure it doesn't de- look any different. I know that'd be a shame, but it's like because. I want there to be little hints over like just have more have the announcers be like super dumb or something like like more so than robot were. robot voice or chiptune music or you know little things I doubt it have more things that are pixely like bad textures have bad <laughs> textures they might be able to get away with that that would be kind of easy to do I guess unfiltered and then the other thing that's been annoying me as as you said when we talked about it on the podcast, it's like it's kind of amazing how little the announcers. I mean, they never haven't never repeated yet. The, the rate, the yeah, there are so many radio announcements. It's like the only time it really got repetitive was during the Halloween thing because there weren't many of those. Right, but um, the problem with it is like <laughs> it's like the inverse problem, which I'm already fed up with the music. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the music's not. There's, it's it's both not good enough most of the time it's like it's fine yeah but it's all it's not good enough but it's also not varied enough so some of it's like, I, like in my head i get a lot of the tracks confused for each other because they're quite similar yeah um but yeah they're just it, it, you're playing that game for quite a long period of time and it's just not quite enough of it no but it does have fancy music track import so you can build your own oh playlist. does it yes oh i hadn't even played with that and it, and I tested it to make sure it, it does indeed actually functionally, you know, it allows the DJs to still exist. It doesn't just like, oh, cool. it doesn't replace the music or anything. Nice. It still nice, works nice, within nice. the same system. Oh, now I'm going to have to go and think of like, like some appropriate hospital music. Well, that was my trouble because I was like, well, what music? SimCity mu- 4 soundtrack. <laughs> exactly. I was like, what music am I going to put in here? Probably the SimCity 4 soundtrack again. Except like for some like, Dr. I, Drago's Madcap Chase. That doesn't have enough music. <laughs> no, if you can put a couple of the tunes in, in the MIDI form. <laughs> Probably not. Probably <laughs> needs to be in every free. You need a recording of the MIDI. But like, I went in. I went in there with the intention of putting the SimCity Four soundtrack in there, but then I couldn't find it. I was like, "Where the fuck did I put that?" <laughs> I, mean, I could find the SimCity Three Thousand soundtrack. I mean, there's that Sonic machine in the game, so you could put like, like you could, the arcade machine is basically Sonic Mania, right? So you mm. could put down something casual like Marble Garden. Yeah, that's the that's the that, that is the problem. Is like you you need the correct kind of music, yeah. as well. There's what, so what I ended up putting on... <laughs> you wouldn't want to put, like, speed metal in there. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Although that would be more appropriate for the radio, I suppose, if you're assuming it's uh, a literal radio station. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and suddenly baby metal comes on. Yeah. That'd be so funny. What I did end up putting in was the Infinifactory soundtrack, of course. Oh, uh, that, that works. One that I have and could easily find. Yeah, that's that's not bad. But too. the trouble was that for some unexplainable reason, one of the tracks doesn't import correctly. Oh. It just gives an error. And I don't know, it doesn't really tell you anything. I don't know, I don't know why. I'm just like, that's weird. Like, how could only one of these tracks fail? So is it, um, like, can you add as many as you like? Or is it like a sort of like a limited? I don't know if there is a limit, but it doesn't seem to be. It's just you like, just chuck them in a folder and it's good or something? Or... Well, no, it imports it. it it has to import them into the game specifically. Oh, so right, you okay. make a like a separate sort of in-game folder I guess of the, of the in the playlist so it's got mm. like the two point hospital soundtrack listed as a, like a tab where it shows the track and then you can make a new one and then when you hit the add tracks button it just opens up a file browser so you just go and find the files 
and then it has to do some kind of processing to actually import them into the game. So it just sits there for a while in the background and does whatever. It'd be really cool if it had like a Spotify integration and I could just point it at my jazz playlist. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the solution to all of these well, the, custom the, soundtracks nowadays. It's sa- just like my sandwich making playlist. Straight up Spotify. I was like, I was thinking about like custom soundtracks in general, where it's like, okay, so it's obviously the Spotify integration is the sort of modern version of of mp3 file integration mm. which i mean mp3 files but, are still good but even that has issues because it's like okay do you support just spotify do you support yeah. apple music then you've got you all the different titles but then, so then i was Deezer. like surely at this point what what someone needs to do is the really dumb tra- playlist integration of youtube oh right put your youtube browser at an ost video and then somehow pull the timestamps out of the description isn't that what some like something like beat saber or something did or something so you can actually use youtube videos and sync them to like some notes for in like a written in a rhythm game or was hmm. was that beat saber i'd like i'm sure i heard jeff gersman talk about one of these rhythm games it might have been audica or some of the well, no, no no that's the harmonics one um well importing like i mean assuming that the the like the game file the game layout file is just like a simple file format yeah then you probably can just and then, and as long sing as it to a video. Sing it to an actual music video. It's basically Step Mania. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not the worst idea. But if it, if you could make a system where it could just you put have a input the YouTube video's address and then have it automatically look in the description where usually the the track list is laid out with a timestamp for the start of every track mm. and have it automatically use those as though they were singular tracks. Like, yeah. use the timestamps of the video to have the tracks act like tracks. Oh, instead of just playing oh, okay. the whole video. Yeah, yeah, okay. I see what you mean. So if you like, had, a, had like a super, like an hour-long video, yeah. cut it up. I guess the, the problem is, is like, how do you negotiate ads with that kind of stuff? Yeah, that, that is the kind of integration problem with any YouTube stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know, if you yeah, integrate with Spotify, you probably need a premium account, right? Something like that to, yeah. make, it, to make it even remotely workable. Um, the only game I think I've played that has had an integration like that was one of the Forza Horizon games because it had Windows Groove music that's just reminded me speaking of rhythm games you know what other game updated on my Steam recently Mm -hmm. like literally this week Audio Surf one not even two the first one (laughs) weird some kind of ultra wide monitor support and and something else like oh they've they it wasn't just even ultra wide monitor support which you know that's kind of like that is a patch but yeah. also like they made it so corkscrew loops are toned to the music now which is oh, like cool. they literally should still change how that game works amazing even at this point so i but but they've got the two well i guess technically i don't know if two updated because all this if one is still installed two is not okay <laughs> did you have two yeah did you like to? No. So one's still better. Yep. Oh, weird. I haven't played that in a long time. Yeah, well, you know, you buy the drugs. I gotta buy the drugs. <laughs> I'll fulfill your prescription with some degree of accuracy. More accuracy now, apparently, with yeah. corkscrews. With more, more corkscrews. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's two point, <laughs> I suppose. Like I said, haven't really got much further, so haven't really 
seen how it, it's going to go in the future. But if this most recent hospital is any indication, more GPs, officers. Have you put I buy the drugs on your... No, not yet. That has to be done, right? <laughs> but if we're talking about now we're going to make a playlist which is references to dry, to hospital like related things <laughs> like drugs i can't think of many more no that, that, that would be the problem other than that electric extract but it's casual enough that it would fit i think it's like it's a little bit just barely yeah i mean if you were to go down that route you could have like i see the medicine like <laughs> The white stripes for a bit hardcore. Yeah, a little bit. I've seen a benefit. Oh, go. So, yeah, I, I might continue playing that probably. I mean, I guess now that I've started, I probably should. <laughs> or I probably will. But I, I mean, I, mean I've, I fell off it eventually, like, just because it, it, it is slow. Yeah, well. But which might be suiting for you. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. You could come back and help me with super bug initiatives. Oh, God. The stupid yeah. multiplayer bullshit that that game requires. I, 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 I really don't know how that works. It's just like, I've been in and it's just like, oh, have you done some things where you've contributed? Great. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit weird. Super bug. But yeah. There's that. Um, before that, I was playing, well, immediately before that, I was playing a tiny bit more Oxygen Not Included because I, I, I'd seen several videos about this in general, but like I wanted to maybe think about starting a like hard mode game. It's not really hard mode. You just turn the difficulty sliders up essentially, mm. except they're not really sliders. But there's certain difficulty options in that game, and you can turn them up, and then you and then it's like, does this make the game you know hard? Because that game is once you've figured out that game, it's not very hard, right? And like there's certain things in that game where you don't even like. There's a bunch of stuff in that game that I've never built because I've never needed it. <laughs> right, I see. Where it's just like I don't, I don't need these. The like the whole morale system is almost completely irrelevant in a normal game because it's way too easy to manage, and you don't really need to build all these fancy statues or anything to make the place look nice because decor is an almost completely pointless system in the in the base game. So I've turned it up to hard to see how see how that was. So and then like so there's the obvious things that change where it's like. Um, everyone needs twice as much food, so you just have to grow twice as many plants, essentially, which is quite a struggle, especially at the start of the game. You're going to spend a lot of time with quite a low population because mm. you're like, oh, it, it's not even a matter of like the physical resources to grow the plants; it's a matter of seeds because you don't, you only have so many seeds, and then there's a percentage chance whenever you harvest a plant, it will give you another seed. Right. <laughs> so and you do you are kind of more limited by how many seeds you have than the actual like resources the plants consume mostly depends on the map i guess so there's like that there's that there's twice as much food there's like super low germ resistance which i haven't really ran into a problem with yet mm. although it is kind of weird because the map i was playing is like completely surrounded by the slime biome essentially mm -hmm. so it's, there are a lot of germs out there but i know how to deal with you know not interacting with germs basically you can even in the slime zone there's ways you can like avoid actually having them be a problem weirdly it's one never of, a problem because you're never touching them well yeah but well because the slime germs usually only exist in the actual slime itself if you don't mine the slime tiles they just stay there 
Like it's only when they when you mine the slime and it turns into an item and then that item releases polluted oxygen, that's mm. where the slime germs get into the air and that's when they're a problem. So if you don't so you can like pick your way through the slime biomes to some extent by just not actually mining the slime. There are occasionally pockets of airborne airborne slime germs though, but there there's a trick to that as well, which is like there's one specific kind of plant in the game. I think it's well no, there is one other plant. There's one farmable plant that does this, but there's one like uh, decorative plant mm. one decorative plant that you can put in a plant part that just generates um like floral scent it's called mm. like they smell nice but the way floral scent works in the game is it counts as a germ because of allergies basically oh it runs on the same germ generating kind of system mm. but then also because of the way the game works only one kind of germ can exist in, in a square at a time, essentially. Oh, I see. So if you have the plant that smells nice, it kind of eradicates all the other germs in the vicinity. <laughs> Which is kind of weird. I mean, I guess it sort of makes sense in some ways. I mean, it doesn't, but carry on. <laughs> so yeah, you can use that to kind of clean up some of the slime areas if you want to. But I only have one of those plants, so it's kind of, you can't do very large areas with mm. it. <laughs> but then the the... The one part of the hard mode, which is like now, is like legitimately hard, except in a way that is not very conducive to the systems of the game, is like stress. Because normally, when you have normally the stress, which is also sort of the morale and the decor system all Mm. tied together into it's all one system essentially, normally it's completely irrelevant. Because the way it usually works is if you have high morale, which you usually, if you, the only the main thing that affects morale is how many skills your dupes have. So if you basically if you overlevel them too fast, then they if they have more skills than their morale can handle, then they start getting stressed essentially. Mm. So it's really easy to manage because you just don't you just don't level them up too fast, and then that system becomes not a problem. <laughs> Okay, but so then the that the reason why that it is not a problem is because the bonus for high morale is minus twenty percent stress per day total. Okay, because it's like an overtime thing essentially. Right, right, right. But like so, then other things that can happen will cause some amount of stress, like like being wet. I guess <laughs> causes like ten percent stress per day. But because you're only wet for a short period of time, it's actually less than 10%. Right, right, and you. then it immediately gets negated by that plus 20% or whatever. Okay, yeah. So normally, stress is not really an issue at all. But in hard, you it doesn't negate that bonus. It just gives you a minus 20%, which negates that bonus. Like, you, you still get the plus 20% from high morale, but by default, you just have minus 20%. Where you right, just, okay. You're just constantly getting stressed if you're not I see, high I see. morale. Yeah. But the reason why that that is that that is like unnecessarily hard and doesn't really work with the game systems is because you have this you have this stress reduction from high morale, you have the stress penalty from hard mode, and they cancel each other out, so you're essentially at zero. So basically, anything that goes wrong will immediately cause you to get stressed, like getting wet mm. or standing in a puddle. <laughs> immediately, you start gaining stress. But the trouble with that is there's not really there's only like two ways you can interact with the stress value specifically is like 
the high morale bonus and the massage table, which is meant to be like a last resort kind of thing. Right. Where it's like they take time off to go on the massage table and that gets rid of the stress. Mm. And like, that's so it. Basically, the only solution is to just have a giant massage Massage bar. room, yeah. And like, that kind of sucks. Because you'd think that like all these recreational items that you can build, like the arcade machine and the jukebox and whatnot, would be for reducing stress. But they're right. not. Therefore, gaining morale... So it, it can only <laughs> affect that morale bonus and not the actual stress itself. Yeah, yeah. So you need those just to keep your high morale. Ticker. Except you don't need those to keep the high morale because it's so easy to manage morale. Mm. But it, it doesn't matter how well you manage morale in hard mode. It doesn't matter because it's not actually morale that's the thing that's the problem. Right, <laughs> it's yeah. stress specifically. Weird. So yeah, it's kind of awkward. Not completely unmanageable. You do get minus 20% stress per day from sleeping, except obviously you're not sleeping for a whole day, so it's much less than 20%. <laughs> they just need to bring in the um, love, the Startopia love nests, and yeah. then everyone will be fine. Yep, clearly. And also, related to Dr. included, they've announced that they are, in fact, working on DLC like everyone knew okay. that they would be. Right, yeah. And free updates as well. Nice. So, good. Combination of the, the two. The... the I thought that what they'd already shown was the first DLC, but I think what they've already shown might actually just be the first free update. It's mm. already looking pretty good. Like some new fancy automation stuff and like a couple of like little, you can build a Roomba essentially. Oh, okay. Just go around and sweep up all the crap off your floors. <laughs> Except apparently by the looks of it, really slowly. <laughs> so it may not be like super great for cleaning shit up, but it'll probably you could have one hanging on. Well, the thing is uh, that I was thinking of, you could probably just like use one to just clean up like ranches where animals constantly poop out material all the time. Mm. You could just have a Roomba in there, clean up all the animal poop. A Poomba. <laughs> it's not really poop. It's whatever the, the product the animals make, like coal. <laughs> <laughs> Says that. That's an, looks like it's going to be quite a nice fancy update. I may be more enthusiastic about the things that they're changing in automation. They're Mm. adding like a basically a multi cable for automation where you can like run four automation signals on one cable essentially. Oh, okay. Which is nice. Mm. But then like they're also adding automation triggers to a lot of buildings that didn't already have them. Mm. Like the fluid tanks can now detect how full they are and send an automation signal based on that. And you can use automation to open and close vents instead of having to build a valve ahead of a vent. You can just interact with the vent directly. Oh, okay. Neat. So it's some kind of nice stuff in Mm. general that's just going to make things nicer and easier. (laughs) Well, not necessarily easier. But you could cram it in there without having so much. Yeah. Better to work with in general. Mm. And then I also continue to play No Man's Sky a bit, I guess. Oh, really? Stuck with it. Well, yeah, but like not as much. I've got to the point where I'm like sort of maintaining, but not really progressing. Mm. Where I'm just like, I'll log in and harvest all my plants and deal with my fleets. And then I'll just log out. Mm. <laughs> not really making any forward progress. Well, I guess I have done a few steps in like in the main story, in the like three main stories, as I always say about that game that there are. I've sort of finished two of them. I've only got the third one to go. But that one only requires you to like warp to these specific space anomaly things. You just have to warp to specific places like mm. ten times. So it takes quite a while, but there's not really like any challenge to it. You just have to go. But then that like 
Although that game is weird if you're not like if all you're doing is warping to place to place, there's literally no gameplay. Hmm. You can literally just warp into a system, open the star map, and warp straight out to another system. <laughs> you never have to interact with that system in any way. But that feels kind of wrong. So it's like I always, when I warp into a new system, I go dock at the station because that unlocks the station's teleporter. Okay. So if you ever want to come back, you'll want that. But then you go, like, you look at all the shops on the station. So I'm, I'm still looking for some upgrades. So you look at those and then you go to the mission board because the mission board is weird where it like every station has its own set of missions, but you don't have to do them in the same system. Oh, you can just do them wherever and hand them in wherever. Weird. So basically you just go to that and just con- continuously take whatever so the easy missions are. It's basically a galaxy wide mission. Yeah, essentially, really. except there's still those missions at that one station are still specific to that one station. Oh, so you can only pick, you can only you can get only pick them, them up right. at one station, but huh. every you can turn them in wherever and do them wherever. Weird. That's because it, you know, to, to force some level of exploration, I guess. Well, and also it couldn't really very easily make specific location quests because of the way mm. everything is procedurally generated and everything. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, but they know what's it's procedurally fixed, though, isn't it? It's like it was procedurally generated. Well. I don't exactly know how that game works, but I suspect it's not entire. It's not like it's reading it from a file. It is still procedurally generating it on load. Like mm. when you travel to a place, it's generating it. Okay, it's not reading it out of a file somewhere. They, they always made it sound. Yeah, they always made it sound like that. That universe was actually just sort of pre-generated. Well, I mean, it's procedurally generated, but from a fixed seed, presumably. Yeah, like everyone sees the same thing, but it it's not. Oh, I see. They haven't generated oh, yeah, yeah, the file yeah. beforehand and given you that. They've given you got, got the you. algorithm or whatever, I guess. Yeah, got you. So yeah, maybe that's why it can't do that. But yeah, you just go through, you go to the station, you look at all the shopping, you pick up the missions, and then normally I also try and land on at least one planet per system just to discover it. To like, you know, attach your name to that, I guess. Hmm. Also because I guess when you upload the discoveries, you get currency. You get, okay. you get a reward for doing that. <laughs> so that is kind of important in some ways. But I don't usually hang around. It's like I'll land, scan anything I can easily see from wherever I landed, and then just leave. Because <laughs> mm. it's really annoying that the discovery of like scanning stuff on planets. I'm not sure if they changed this at some point, but you no lo- there's no longer any specific target for plants, and there never was for minerals. Mm. But there's a specific number of different types of animals. <coughs> and if you discover all the animals on a planet you get like a bonus okay so if you scan every type of animal and there is a list you can open up where even before you scan them it tells you like what type of animal it is where it'll be like it's a flying animal and it's uncommon so you mm. won't see it very often so you're like oh so from that list you can sort of determine how difficult it will be to find everything on this planet so that will kind of tell you whether it's worth your time mm. but there's still even now, bits in that system where they've where it's like things that never got fixed or never like or changed at some point, but didn't account for changes. Because on certain planets, there's types of creatures that uh, that are labelled as spawning underground, right? And creatures don't spawn underground. <laughs> oh, weird. except they kind of do. The only way you can get those creatures to spawn is by like standing above the entrance to a cave. So the so because. 
things only spawn in your vicinity, obviously. Right. Yeah. So if you're standing like above a cave entrance and like the random creature spawning thing is like looking around for places to spawn, occasionally it will find the cave as a valid place to spawn and spawn the cre- creature. Oh boy. But if you're literally in a cave, nothing spawns. <coughs> but that's weird. That's weird in itself. <laughs> yes. Right? That's such a weird. Mm. That sounds broken. Yes, it is basically. Mm. There's because there's other things that like aren't necessarily as broken as this, but there's other references to caves that used to be how it worked but don't any longer. Mm. Like the um the traveller graves where you used to get the portal glyphs, which are how you access the big like long distance teleportation network thing. You used to have to I'm not sure that Actually, I'm not sure this was ever in the game, but the the text about this implies that you had to go into caves and look for traveler gate traveler right. graves to find the portal glyphs. But every time I've played the game, so I'm not sure when they play changed this, the traveler graves just spawn on the surface and like super infrequently, right? And only on certain planets, maybe. Hmm. But like, it you were obviously meant to go and find them underground at some point, but they but just, that's just they just don't. What they've done, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a glitch in the procedural generation again. maybe I just feel like the way the procedural generation works in that game the caves were n- like never a thing like mm. they spawn but they're such a weird it's such a weird system of that environment where like because when you're in a cave you also like aren't affected by the environmental effects of the planet so if okay. it's like radioactive or whatever you can just go in a cave to recover your mm. radiation protection so it's like it's it's is detecting that caves exist on some level, I suppose. <laughs> but not really. Mm. Like, all these systems that seem to imply that caves should be more of a thing, but then it doesn't work. And also, on most planets, the caves are, like, like 10 feet below the ground, and then there's just sort of a hard limit to the level, to, like, the terrain, because that's just how the procedural generation works. Okay. You, can, you can't dig down any further than a certain limit. Mm. And sometimes you'll see that in caves where they just, like, get perfectly flat <laughs> at the bottom. It's like, oh, that's the world limit. <laughs> so yeah, No Man's Sky is still weird in that hmm. way, where it's just like, there's still all these little bits and pieces where it's like, it never has seemed finished or properly functional. Right. On yeah. the plus side, there was a patch that fixed some of the bugs that I talked about last time. Oh, really? I think, what, in the last two weeks? Yeah, literally since I last played. Huh. I think maybe the refiner bug has been fixed, although the patch notes didn't specifically say it was fixed. I think, I think it just is fixed. It just happens to work. <laughs> And they also even fixed that one thing that I said about where the Mercenaries and Explorers logos were backwards. Hey. They actually fixed that in that patch. Wow, okay. <laughs> Such a long-running bug, finally sorted. Yeah. Weird. And also, I mean, I guess I should also talk about why this patch is like... This, was a, a, this wasn't just a bug-fixing patch, this was a content patch as well. They've introduced living ships, where you can go and find a weird egg in space and then breed a ship out of it. Okay. I haven't managed to do that yet. I think the sh- I think finding the egg in space is ran is like random, so I haven't mm. happened across it yet. Okay, but they've also added like other random things you can find in space while you're just flying around, mm. where your computer will tell you there's something, and then you drop out of pulse drive, and it's like here's a thing. Except I haven't really found anything interesting. I found a giant skull, okay, a monster skull, just in space, and you fly near it, and it's like here, have a small, have a little random fossil that you can just sell for money. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, oh well, okay. And then normally the much more common one is you just find like a random tra- trader just flying around in space. <laughs> He's just hanging out. Yeah. And you can just trade with him. Except that's Rare like goods. 
Not really. It's mm. just like it's no different. Not doesn't seem any different from any regular NPC you'd find on a planet or in a station. Mm. <laughs> so that's kind of it's kind of annoying to drop out a warp and have that happen. Mm. Be like, oh, it's just one of those guys. It's just a trailer. <laughs> also, I did find like a, a wreckage of a freighter, but it didn't seem to do anything. <laughs> I was like, there's this big freighter wreckage here, and it doesn't. There's no there's, doesn't there's trigger no any events. There's no mm. things I can shoot off it. It's not an ambush. It's not an ambush. I was like, what is the point of this? <laughs> kind of disappointing i can't remember what he was talking about but i i saw on twitter the other day that sean murray you know of uh no man's life eh? yeah um has been he, he sort of he put he, he tweeted basically yeah game launchers are messy talking about something else <laughs> and it's just, he, he knows yeah absolutely and, and like I had a little wry grin on my face when I saw that. You know, it's just like, oh, all right. I know. I, I, I think he's well aware that he ballsed it right up. <laughs> yes. So that I played some more of that. No, all right. And then I like tell you why I haven't been playing the traditional segment. Still haven't got round to going back to Luigi's Mansion like I really should. Before yeah, you really should. Comes out. <laughs> you really should. God damn! I I turned on my switch like once the other day for for like the first time in quite a long time and saw that the fighter pass two is up. Oh, is it? I still didn't buy it yet, but I should. I guess that's fine. It's not, it's not like it's a rush. Well, no, it? exactly. It's not like it's a time limited thing. No, it's not like there's anyone any anyone in it yet. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> they haven't even announced the first character yet. Someone I know is playing. Fire Emblem, the Fire one Black. on Switch, specifically three houses. Three houses, mm. and I was talking to them about it. Like, this seems like a game you'd like, and I was like, yeah, I guess I kind of like the other Fire Emblem games, but was, for some reason I was unimpressed with this one. Was it you, but you you've skipped one and already, haven't you? Like, so you skipped. Was it Fates you skipped? <laughs> well, I skipped. Yeah, I skipped the the other 3DS one, mm. but that was because it was too similar, right? Yeah, like Awakening and Fates were pretty much the same as far as I remember hearing but then like maybe what maybe what they changed for this new one <coughs> I don't like as much again yeah maybe the downward spiral yeah I don't know what it was I was like I was I was trying to think about it when I was talking about it it's like what was it that made me like less enthusiastic about this one the fact there was free games like in, uh, well that was fates but well no that yeah that yeah. one specifically was a whole mess itself but this one the free free houses specifically i was like i think it was i think it might purely have been the graphics all right the weird well, way just... the battles were like almost dynasty warrior-esque and like the way <laughs> it's all 3d now i suppose yeah i just figured i just didn't like that it's sort of been going that way with the 3ds one well that, i also i didn't like the way they did it in the second 3ds one yeah, okay. where they started making it too much 3d hmm I like pixel art. Well, sure. I like yeah. advanced ones, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Play some Wargroove. Yeah. God damn it. And that, that, that was what I said in that conversation. I was just like, can Intelligent Systems please stop making Fire Emblem and maybe make Advanced Wars? Or even Paper mm. Mario. I'll take another Paper Mario. <laughs> Assuming it is a good one this time. <laughs> Assuming it's a good one. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's precisely the problem, right? I mean, there has been a rumor that Nintendo is going to announce a Paper Mario this year. Kind of thought, I thought there was something about that Paper Mario had been put on hold. Oh no, it was the Mario and Luigi series. <laughs> yes, yeah. the development. It was, it, was the, it was the other one. Yeah. 
the other one. And that was why we were saying they should bring back Paper Mario. Because now you can now you don't have this other RPG cluttering up the market, True. which is what Nintendo already always said about it. But you, but they haven't got the developer that could make it good. Well, no, they do still have the they do still theoretically have the good intelligent uh, good developer for Paper Mario because that's still intelligent systems. It's I know, just, I know. But it's like, just apparently intelligent systems unlearned how to make a good Paper yeah, Mario at I, some point. That's what I mean. It's like Mario and Luigi kind of became the. <laughs> The, the 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 higher tier RPG. I don't know if it did. Like even the most recent one, the 3DS one, it's just like it's still the same as it's always been. Mm. <laughs> don't think it ever progressed. Was the thing. I mean, it was still a good RPG, but it was still it, like it could have been better. Mm. Whereas Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door was obviously great, and then they fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be hard to top though. That's the thing when you when you hit the. And you get everything just just right, like they did there. It's just so like, I don't think I, I don't. In that case, I don't think they need to top it. I think they could just make it like how Mario Luigi was. I think they could just make it the same. <laughs> I suppose it's been long enough. Yeah. Right. Just re, you know, rewrite the game. Well, no, no, I'm not talking about a remake. Still make a new game. Just yeah, yeah, no, the exact same system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's 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 kind of what I meant. Yeah, you 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 change the story and you re- rewrite the scenarios and all that stuff and make it all different in terms of setting, but secretly it's the same game. <laughs> well, you know, if you now that Mario Luigi might not be a thing, just port all those mechanics into Paper Mario. I suppose you could. Yeah, <laughs> but then a lot of those mechanics were already pretty similar. Well, it would just be like new thousand year door anyway. In thousand year door, you just like replace the partner with actual Luigi, and then just have partner moves. <laughs> sure, <laughs> that's pretty much all you need to pull from Mario Luigi. Hmm. But then you'd be ruining the hilarious canon of of thousand year door, where Luigi has his own separate adventure, which is exactly the same as Mario's adventure, but not as cool. Except, except <laughs> unless Paper Mario is the not cool adventure, the next one is the Luigi adventure. Paper Luigi, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, that, the year of Luigi continues. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'd play that. Uh, right. Especially like, if he's actually really talkative and a, and a total idiot the entire time. <laughs> It could be pretty funny. No longer a silent protagonist. Yeah. It could be pretty funny. Paper Luigi is such a weird, like, weird character. He is he's very not strange. like regular Luigi. No. <laughs> he's not really he's not really timid or anything like that, is he? He's going out of his not way. Not nearly as much. But... Slightly, but yeah. Yeah, he's a yeah, he's an oddball. But that's exactly why you need him. Maybe that is the problem though. Maybe that's why we why why we don't get thousand year door esque paper arrows. Well, because it was just so like because it was so not like the canon. Off canon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Disappointing. It's, it's so good. My game is so good. It's so creepy in some ways as well. It's, it's just <laughs> like what they they took some risks. I mean, you wouldn't even need you wouldn't need that like creepiness or whatever. The, like the mechanics were good. Mm. Just to, even just put them in a much less in a much more generic standard ass Mario story, and you'll still be pretty much good. That's the, oh, I don't know. I don't know if it would work. Like you want them. I'm not all about having an edgy Mario. That's not what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> but like, like just just having that ed- that that slight hint of something. 
different in places that it's not you know i want i want them to twist mario just a little bit mm. not a lot but a little bit enough to make you go did they did they just do that <laughs> every now and then mm. yeah i guess sudden sonic cameo in it paper sonic's in it like you know something weird <laughs> not sure that would work <laughs> no, that might not be enough or too much might be too much <laughs> There's actually a fully fledged tennis game in there somewhere. <laughs> I'm just playing with paper characters. Sure. Something really bizarre. That seems like something they would have done. Just put, <laughs> a, put a little little other mini game in there. Yeah. Where it suddenly breaks out of the standard battle format. It's one of the moves. Different. You can just play around a tennis in certain areas. Oh, that'd be pretty funny. Is that you for games? I guess. I feel like there was one more thing, but it's probably not important. Uh, well, you, you haven't got a lot of time to think about because I've got no, I've not got a lot to talk about. Uh, okay, this. I was Main... kind of expecting that you'd want to have some time. Well, to talk about something. Uh, there's one particular thing, but I'll, I'll, I'll lead into that because it's kind of. Uh, so I've, I've been sort of, I'm in a sort of moppy uppy kind of mood a little bit, and that it's like I've got lots of stuff installed on various things that I probably actually should get around to finishing. So I checked back in with Grip for a bit and played a few more tears on the campaign of that. Um, and I've still got a little bit to go. Um, and I still have... <sighs> my game is problematic. Like, <laughs> Unsurprisingly, yeah. considering the game it's based on. Because <laughs> it's a future rate, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, there are times when when you're getting it right and you're zooming through the, le- through the, through the, the levels, uh, it... You can get a really good feeling out of it. It's nice, like because you're, you're you you feel like you've achieved a, a good run. The problem is, is like the physics in that game are just so harsh. Mm. Like if you hit anything, you'll go flying, and then basically your only recourse is to basically immediately um, reposition your car whenever you've done anything that's like slightly off. Mm. You're not really going to survive it. Like you come off a jump and. But if you're not perfectly level, your car will be like rotating slowly, and you can, if you lift off the accelerator, rotate on two of your axes, <laughs> but not the third. And it's often the third that's the one that makes when you land, you're facing totally backwards, or like you like you've just helicopter spun your way into the. And you can't like counteract that unless you try and once you've worked out what's going on, try and get a flip on so you land. And it's just really awkward to actually do. It's it's possible, but it's just it's really difficult to do. So by the time you've landed, you're basically stopped. So and, and and because the cars like turn around and accelerate so slowly, mm. it's like it, it's the the you can go from first to last in a lot of races very quickly, or the go from miles in front to being not in the middle of the pack. And being in the middle of the pack is a bad place to be because you have the Mario Kart problem. As always, because you just get shot by everything, and getting hit by weaponry is super debilitating. Again, because of weird physics choices. Like the um um I forget what it is. it's like a like a spiral of green missiles that hits you, but they, they and they lock on, um but not the not the main missile. This is just a spe- it's specifically these green twiddly ones, because when they hit you, their the, their effect is to basically put you into a spin, but you don't really have you lose all your grip basically. But it puts you in a very precise spin, so you're always facing at some awkward angle, right. and 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 or drifting at this awkward angle for a really long time, and it's just. It's it's basically impossible to pull out of if you get hit by it, and because the physics goes weird, and it's uh, it's it's stuff like that where it's just like, I I can 
I can see why they did what they did, but it's like they needed to put some control on it a little bit. Like I wonder if that um in the in pursuit of physics they've they've lost something. In that okay, I really like the idea of having like weapons that have like a very big physics effect on you. Like, you know, hit, having having one of the missiles comes in and hitting the guy in front and them going flying. Right. It's really quite satisfying because they just go miles. But I think it needed some kind of like onrush esque hey, you're going to go flying and you're going to be out of control for a while, but the game's going to help you land well or mm. something like that. Just rein it in a bit. So, you know, because when you get hit by something in Mario Kart, you just sort of go blah, blah, blah on the spot. It's like you could make that cooler, make it dramatic, make it have some physics. But the game has to assist you in making it not the end of the world, which it currently is. Right. And it's, uh, so I think there's, I think there are definitely things they could have made to basically make it a bit more arcadey and therefore make it a lot more fun. Um, because yeah, there are just some there are just some tracks in that game that I think are just super poorly designed as well because of those phys- the way the physics works. It's like you'll come, there'll be there'll be tracks with blind. You'll come over the crest of a hill, but you'll be traveling so fast that that'll be enough to make you take off a bit, and then the track will like S bend in front of you, and you've got zero control. <laughs> and it's just like that's just bad design. Like you, you, you got like you. you, you can, <laughs> I mean, now you have to learn the tracks. And yeah, you have to learn the tracks. But then, like, actually, then you hit the other problem, and that okay, I, I'm anticipating that turn, but. I've took off, but I've taken off at a slight angle over this crest. So now I'm rotating in the air a bit, meaning my landing is a little bit unpredictable. And it's yeah, but what you it, have beca- to- it becomes basically almost impossible to do these weird jumps well. Surely, what you have to learn is to not take off. To or break you more. could break. Yeah, you could break, but that's not really. Yeah, I mean, you could. <laughs> <laughs> but the AI is actually pretty good at mm. times, and you just tend to get overtaken. Um, <laughs> but that's just what I mean. They just don't telegraph where that is on the track either. Really, you're just going over a crest, and you think, "Oh, this could be fine." I'm supposed to be a ridiculously downforcey car. I'm I'm not going to take off, right? And then you take off. <laughs> it's like it, oh, the physics. The physics are just weird. It's like it's it's world doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's what I mean. It's like oh, stick. It's basically all you've really got is sticky surfaces. You've not got the insane downforce that they describe because the moment you get airborne, you're basically floating in space mm. with very little gravity. It's a weird game, uh, but I just, I just kind of just want to finish that campaign now because I'm like I'm seventy five percent of the way through it. I think. So it's just like, well, I might as well finish it and then uninstall it and then play something better. Uh, <laughs> the classic ROM problem. Yeah, I've got, I've got to finish it. It's on there. Um, I have. Uh, so I've been uh, similarly sort of plugging away a little bit at Soul Calibur Six, but I actually genuinely still enjoy Soul Calibur Six. So mm. that's so that's okay. I like the, the problem I have with its story mode is that it's just not inventive enough. It's like the challenges it's putting you into are just like here, fight a dude, and it's not. So it's not really as interesting as like edge master mode of the past has been. I think it's weighed down a little bit by the fact that it's RPG ified a little bit and that you level up as a character. So your health is going up um, as you do more fights. And there are certain fights. I haven't come across many fights, which are I'm hideously underleveled for. So it's not been very difficult. Hmm. Um, 
but also like the other problem is, is, is it's just like because it's RPG and, and you're making it a character thing uh, you have control over who you are and what weapon you're using I kind of want to be forced into challenges that using the other characters right a little bit like a tower mode in Mortal Kombat or something like that, where it's like, here, this is a very specific challenge we've or just set the up. regular story in Mortal Kombat. Y- yeah, something like that. I, I, I think I want to be forced into certain circumstances where I'm not just playing as me, but that's just not what that is. It's just not, it's not how that's how that's set up. So I don't know, and it seems a lot. <laughs> it seems huge. I'll be honest. It's like I don't, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if, how far through it I am, but it doesn't feel like I'm very far through it because every now and then there's still a mechanic unlocking. Hmm. Like I've just unlocked the ability to un- uh, to upgrade my weapons, and uh, I think I, uh, like realistically, I think I'm only what five hours into it, its story mode. But it's like, oh, oh, this might actually be like a twenty-hour story mode or something. And I kind of want to get to fighting real people at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Or going through the other story mode. Mm. The more character-specific story modes. Uh, Yeah, but it's it's still still a lot of fun to play. I toyed around with some other characters for once, so I'm not just playing Tira the entire time. Um, I'm playing some Zhanghua, so she can... Do the thing that she always does in like in these games, like from all the way back from Soul Calibur Two, where I first played her for a while, where most of her moves can end in some sort of fake, and where she shouts "Just kidding" the entire time. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, fooled you, just kidding. It's quite annoying, so I stopped playing as her. <laughs> she, she, she's cool in the way that she's a lot of her moves have some kind of parry action, a little bit like Raphael. <laughs> no good, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I quite, I quite like uh, Soul Calibur Six is a good game. It's, 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 a, it's a lot of fun. I just, but it's but it's obvious it didn't. It's not had as much budget as Tek- again as like Tekken Seven, or it's not as doesn't feel quite as fully fledged a product as other fighting games out there. It's like a, a weird omissions. Like why isn't you? Uh, I don't know. Something simple like most fighting games have like a survival mode. Just keep fighting until you run out of health. Mm. This does not. It's like why, why, why? Just give me that. Let me earn some, some of your weird currency so I can unlock some costume parts. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's that. Um, two more things. Uh, I've, I think I've sort of fallen off Outer Wilds. I haven't. I played it a little bit after the last podcast, and I think I've hit kind of hit a wall right. with it, where um. There's a few things I, I I think I absolutely need to go visit and do, but I just haven't found the way to visit them. And it's getting a bit frustrating because it's like I'll do a run and it's like I'll go to a place and I think one of the places I have to get to is on the planet that fills up with sand slowly. Right. So I don't know if the route in has been time limited somewhere and I've just not been there at the right time or something like that. So I'm just... Uh, yeah, I'm burning, I'm burning out on it, basically. I think So I haven't really... Uh, I haven't really touched it for a week and a half, which has been fine because I've discovered Indivisible, <laughs> um, which came, which turned up on Xbox Game Pass, and it's like, oh, I kind of want to see what this is like because I'm quite, a, I'm quite a fan of Skullgirls. It's probably one of my favourite fighting games, like proper fighting games, as opposed to Smash. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like a, like a proper fighting game. <laughs> <coughs> Uh, so I really, I really want to see see what Lab Zero did next, and it's like this, and see what they bring to the. 
what I would call the light RPG table. Yeah. Because it's kind of what it is. It's like it's not really a, like a full-on RPG. I'd put it in the same sort of category as games like Child of Light, I suppose, and maybe the maybe the Rain Slick Precipice of Darkness games, you know, sort yeah, of like maybe. The, these, these sort of smaller, smaller RPG-ish games. Um, uh, and I'm, I really like it. It has like, like more than I was expecting. It's like, and I think I like it more primarily, like because somewhat rarely for me, for the, its writing and its story. Because I think it's, like, I think it's top-notch stuff. <laughs> like it's really good. Some of the characters are fabulously weird. Like um, one of the characters you discover early on is a witch who wears a mostly dead tiger on her back called Bomb, uh, with the with its soul in a lantern that just just wafts the lantern around to make fire happen <laughs> because it's a fire tiger for some reason. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> which is never really explained. But they, but it doesn't matter. She's like the most like she's sort of creepy, but she's done in that sort of like. I don't really care about anything kind of voice the entire time. And she's like, this is, but she's she's generally very funny in places. Just like, so in the middle of battles, for instance, she'll just, and when you block an attack, she'll just be like, get off. That's annoying. (laughs) And things like that. And some, some, it's like, it's the perfect counterpoint to everyone else in the game. Who's like really cheery (laughs) most of the time. And then you've just got, got her who's just being delightfully weird and creepy. She's cool. Um, You've got you've got one character who has healing water stored up in weird balls in her hair, like just her hair is like forming balls of healing water. It's weird, but she thinks she's like the mother of the entire crew as well. So that creates some strange scenarios. It's, the writing's just really good, um, uh, and uh, yeah, it's, it's it's it drives you through, and there's quite a lot of it as well, which is nice. It's like you don't have to go very far through an area before you'll get a little cutscene and something will happen and they'll have a nice nice little joke hmm. thrown in. It's 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 properly good stuff. Um it's it's got a nice tone to it as well and that it's like it's not it's not very self serious. It's like its story is about the end of the world because of course it is. <laughs> but it's like it's the, uh, yeah, but everyone's <laughs> kind of taking it quite you know and the game opens with your dad being murdered in front of you. And you getting the murderer stuck in your head because you don't understand why you're absorbing people into your weird inner realm and then summoning them for battles. It's like, you, we still don't really know why that's happening, <laughs> but it, but it, but it's just a thing. Uh, and the way they treat all of that is, even though it's like a potentially a heavy subject, they treat it with a sort of Saturday morning cartoon vibe and it all kind of just works. It's great. It's great, and I really like the art because you know you ha- kind of have to. They, that's kind of the help the, the thing about Skullgirls, right? Was that it's just all the the hand drawnness of all the uh, of the characters and how well they all fit in and how well it all animated and it's uh, and it's it's basically all of that. It's got more three D elements this time, which I'm not sure is quite so successful. Mm. Um, I think the three D stuff looks a bit bland um, in comparison to all their two D character art. Um, they might have been better served just making the entire game full on 2D. But imagine how much more work that would have been. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably a lot more work. Um, but then again, I think like most of the background, there's a lot. There's an awful lot of like characters that are just standing around, 
in some of the more town areas. I, and I think they're all backer characters. Yeah, well, I was looking right? at it. I was like, yeah, that's got to be the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, because I think they've all submitted like vague things of what they've wanted to say. And to be honest, there's a couple of fantastic references in those backing characters as well. Small businessman from Giant Bomb turns up at one point. Okay. <laughs> it's brilliant. Does he actually look like Vinny? He does. Oh, good. And he's wearing a garland of bombs, like the Giant Bomb logo. <laughs> it's just great. It's like small businessman. And there's a, there's a couple of places where she's like, oh, I got that reference. I know who they're talking about. That's weird. Um, but they do a pretty decent job of that. And it, but to, and all of those characters, like a, they're just standing around doing like an idol animation. But someone's had to. They're all unique. Yeah. Someone's had to have designed that, and they're all pretty good. It's like, and it adds a lot of flavor to it. Like there's, uh, and they do that with like some of the more built up areas with lots of things just in the background, like things you're not interacting with. There'll be like sheep doing a little dance or something <laughs> as you do <laughs> or, or people even just like characters that are sat, sat on a stool reading a paper or something they have this little atlas little idle animation and they're, they're like the craft in that stuff is is really it's pretty impressive in places mm. uh there's, there's a lot going on and, and it's but it still has the ability to like even though there's a lot of unique characters and a lot of unique animations in places it still has the ability for you to be able to pick out people who are important Hmm. so you can like the, uh, the first time i went to the port area there was someone standing in the background who was just that little more vibrant just that little more colorful than everyone around them and you go they're probably going to be a thing aren't they <laughs> and sure enough later on in that area it's like they become another character in your party and it's like oh cool i saw that i saw that coming that's interesting and it's uh so that they they even with this this with quite a lot going on in the art, art, they've still managed to direct it in meaningful ways. It's it's again pretty impressive stuff. Um, and they've taken their so the actual game is 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 a weird sort of like um, it's a it's a cross up between a a relatively simple platformer and a sort of mashy a fighting game-esque but mostly button mashy combat system it's like it's 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 pretty unique in the way it works because it's uh everyone gets your all your characters get action points individually um sort of atv style so while nothing's happening everyone everyone's gaining these action points into their slots um and at any point you don't have to wait for anything to be fully filled. It's just like, as long as they've got points, you can make them do something. Mm. And everyone has three different um, actions they can take, which you do by pressing their appropriate button in the sort of, you know, the formation on the pad. So A will always activate the lower character, for instance. Um, as you can either push that neutrally or you can push up and down to do a modifier on it. And some of those, are like, depending on what character you're using, some of those are wildly different moves. Some of them are just, some of them times they're just stance changes. Some characters, it's their heel. Um, some characters, it's put a trap on the floor where they happen to be standing at that moment in time. <laughs> so you end up with these little mechanic, these mechanics that actually have to sort of interplay with each other in real time. Because when you activate your turn, you're effectively into a, like a combo system. So it's like, oh, I might want to pop this guy up into the air because I know that the air attack with this other character is going to be more effective against them. But while that's going on, I kind of want my guy on the floor churning out some potions so I can do a sort of combo heal and attack shot when they land. Uh, and uh, it's there's some depth to it. Like it's it's simple on the surface, but like that uh, they they make you work these combos because the higher you get your hit count up, the more damage per hit you're doing as well. 
So it actually all matters trying to land these epic big combinations. Um, there are some enemies that you can only damage if you pop them into the air. There's some enemies that have like um, guards that require you to do a low attack and then a high attack. So you're having to combo them in specific ways to get into them. And it's it's pretty inventive. Like I, I like it a lot. Um, and even though it's quite grindy in the sense that I think most bad guys have way too much health. Yeah, sure look like it. Yeah, and they they still have way too much health, even where I where I am now, like a good fifteen hours in, something like that. I've played quite a lot of it. It's been my like it's taken me over. Like I just want to play this game. Mm. So I've put a lot of time into it. Although I can't tell how much time because the clock still runs while the game's in standby mode. So it says I've put hundreds of hours in. Oh. <laughs> it's a bit of a bug. Uh, but I'm 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 really enjoying how it, how it just all functions. It's it's pretty cool. It's uh, uh the platforming starting to get a bit more complicated as well now because now I've got to the point where I can start to choose multiple areas I can go, but I might not have the abilities in the platform mode to actually go everywhere. Mm. So there's it, there's now a little bit of the Metroidvania starting to creep in to be like, oh, I'm going to have to revisit this area because I haven't got the I haven't got the skills I need to get to this specific area. I kind of wish, if I have one criticism of the whole thing that like, I have to live it, is it's like it's how those abilities are given to you, because they're they're sort of story dependent, but not in a I found a way or found a person to do a thing. Generally, you already have the person who knows how to get through an area. You just need the story to have some kind of to give you some sort of impetus for doing that thing. Hmm. So, like, I'm in an area where there are things I can't stand on, but you need to stand on them to get across. So, uh. I'd seen a few of those about and be like, oh, how do I deal with that? I don't quite, I don't know what, don't know what I'm doing there. Uh, and then there comes a moment where it's like, suddenly there's a bit of drama and it's like, oh, I need to get across these things right now. Uh, and one of the characters will be like, I know how to do that. I'll show you. And then you just gain the ability and you can do it. And it's like, that's a bit weird. Couldn't you have just told me this earlier? Yeah. Like when I couldn't, they have made the gaining of the character. At happened all. at that point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and make that relevant way of learning the skill. Um, I think some of that is is a bit odd and it's like, but it's the only real uh, complaint I have with like how the um, yeah how the progression sort of works. It's 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 story driven rather than and it, it just could have been a bit cleaner. Mm. But maybe they don't have enough characters at, at times to be like, oh, we can't just give you a character that knows that thing right now. Because I've got quite a few characters, admittedly, in my party. I've got like a. I'd say at least 10 sub-characters I can pick from at this point. And apparently there's like a good 20-odd by the end of the game, something like that. So there's loads of characters, so maybe maybe they're eking them out at a rate that's... I don't know. They probably could have found a way. <laughs> yeah, it seems like if you have that many characters, you could have had one for every skill. Yeah, maybe. There's still plenty of walls I don't know how to get through and things like that. <laughs> uh but yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it a heck of a lot. I think it's really cool. Um, I think there are characters you can miss as well. I think it's got like, mm. I think there might be a couple of characters that you could just not get because they don't. And interestingly, seeing that like they haven't pe- felt particularly consequential, like they haven't really had any lines in cutscenes and things like that. I think there there are some optionals, but that's okay. I can get behind it because it means if I'm getting so many characters, I don't mind if a few of them don't talk. <laughs> yeah, yes. Because it could get a bit complicated. 
but then that kind of makes them makes those characters feel weird when you just yeah even like to a lesser extent but like when you had the dlc characters in mass effect where it's like they don't talk as much and it just seems right. weird <laughs> well i thought they did a pretty decent job they did in mass effect 2 especially uh, well yeah like you get kasumi and it's just like see i didn't have kasumi yeah. like, i had what was it the free guy yeah he's okay as well but like they they don't have as much like specific things to say about specific parts of that game oh so you mean if they're in the party yeah during a contextual moment yeah and then even when you go and talk to them in the ship or whatever they they don't have nearly as much dialogue options obviously sure it's just like it's they stand out for having like less character (laughs) right yeah 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 because there's definitely there's one guy in particular in my party who i've uh i think i just sort of found at one point he, uh, he's pretty hard to miss, in fairness. Hmm. But um, but I stumbled upon him, and you, you, I, I sort of thought to myself at the time, "It's like I wonder if I, what ha- what would happen if I didn't come in here? Would I just not have had this character? Would he have would he have died in this big in this crash that happens?" Hmm. And it's uh, uh, yeah, and sure enough, he's not had a single line of dialogue <laughs> like since I picked him up. And I'm about to go get another op- character who I think is optional. Because um, I have to go out of my way to go find her again. Hmm. Um, I have to go back. Yeah, a bit, a bit of backtracking. I don't think... I'd, well, unless she's got some ability that turns out to be important. I don't know. And then there's, there's a couple of other optional characters that I think I can get. But I'm not strong enough to beat the bad guys that they want me to kill. Hmm. Things like that. So I think I think there might be things I can just choose not to do. There's plenty of the upgrade crystals I haven't figured out how to reach. Because I think I'm missing some abilities still. <laughs> or I'm just rubbish. Not quite sure. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of bowled over by this thing. I really I really like it. It might have it might have crept its way up to my game of the year list last <laughs> Already. year. Already. Yeah. No, because it came out last oh, year. Yeah. So it doesn't doesn't count, but um I think I might that might have been one of the like given our discussions. I might have had a game to be passionate about. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. Uh and that's pretty much all I've been doing. Mostly that. It's drawn me in. Hmm. Sorry, out of wild. <laughs> I didn't think of what else I wanted to say. <laughs> couldn't couldn't think of any other game all that time. I'm sure there was one, but I was just like uh, think about Steam now. Is it conveniently list your games by like what you've played recently, and it has nice big icons, so you, it's quite easy to visualize what you've been playing recently. Mm. <laughs> but it's just like just look at that. And I have I I'm not sure whether this was a patch quite recently that changed this, but I noted because I'd always been annoyed that when you install a game. It like jumped to the top of that list, like even if you oh, hadn't okay. actually launched it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I think they fixed that now. Oh, interesting. Okay. So now you can install the game and not have it. Just pre- doesn't turn up in your re- in the top of your recent list. Yeah, or... the top of the recent. Even though that sort of vaguely makes sense, if you've got the effort of installing it, you probably want a nice link to it. Yeah, kind of. But also looking at that list, it's interesting to. To actually have it put dates on things that it's been ages since you played, it's like wow, I haven't I haven't played Planet Coaster since 2016. 
Oh, uh, yeah, because most of them just drop off, though, don't they? Like, like I found. Like, well, the super like, old ones that they just become. Like, it they just become you, you bought this game. Well, no, but it, like games, I, I I know I've played and I know I had a timer on, but I just haven't touched in years. It will say like. Well, the timer is different. It, it to changes the date, into oh, though. you bought this date after a while, which I find annoying. I don't know if it do- does that exactly. But then again, I haven't looked that hard at the bottom of my list, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I might recheck it, but I, th- I thought it basically scrubbed it after a while. Whereas it's just like, why? Why even bother? Just show me like when I last played it and how many hours. Just always show me that. I feel like the hour count pro- probably stays, but I'm not sure the date does. I think sometimes it loses that somehow. Mm. Because there's definitely a whole bunch of stuff at the bottom of my list that just doesn't have a date that I definitely have played at some point. Yeah. <laughs> it is interesting sometimes to be like, oh, I've still got Sonic Generations installed. Oh, it's been two years. <laughs> well, I feel like I should that... probably have another run. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like maybe that needs, a, it needs another filter. So you could be like, what is installed and also <laughs> old? Yeah, maybe yeah. You, pro- you probably can do that. You can probably sell it. Yeah, yeah, now with the new dynamic lists. So yeah. You could probably set up. What should I play to get rid of? Oh, Into the Breach. I haven't touched that in a while. <laughs> no, you should play that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just not good at it. And it takes a long time just sat yeah, there it thinking. Is, it is a long, long period. Too much thinking time. <laughs> not enough explaining. You've played Wargroove, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, but there's not as much thinking time with that. It's more like, just like, okay, move this unit, move this unit, move this unit. I don't think that hard about Wargroove. Yeah, I guess when you have more units, there's less thinking time. Yeah. That's technically how that works. Although I haven't actually been playing any Wargroove. Well, no. There's... You had at some point. I had at some point. Yeah. Been spending time. I'll finish that at some point too. I didn't play what I said I'd play last week because I've got it installed on my PC. I haven't played any Grease. Because right. I, I want to try that, but then Indivisible turned up and I was distracted. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been playing any Stardew. <laughs> <laughs> That's maybe... I'm not sure it's entirely fallen off. There's definitely still some enthusiasm to get back in, but the longer it goes, the less less chance of that actually happening. <laughs> I guess it's probably good that we stop playing that during winter when you're not really doing much in terms of like farming so you don't have to remember when crops are due to get mm. ripe or whatever a bit of me now kind of wants that to be some kind of internet insult get ripe <laughs> <laughs> is that a podcast yeah i guess so this is a podcast thank you for listening to us we've got more video going up <laughs> more video <laughs> more one video <laughs> um we have another stab but trying to get through sonic advance no, too do we ever yep now i'm gonna have to get my editing hands out <laughs> my editing hands <laughs> soft editing hands <laughs> uh yeah so look forward to that and there'll be another podcast in two weeks time Hopefully maybe with dead. a third protagonist <laughs> the crew will be complete once more Unless I'm dead for some reason. That's never happened. That's never happened. That's never happened. I don't know if you've done a podcast without me. Don't think you've done a podcast without me. Oh, really? Maybe part of a podcast. Maybe part of a podcast. Maybe the early days. We might have had some connection trouble. Yeah.
Yeah, probably not, actually. Probably not. Sod Dan. He's not, <laughs> he's, he's not committed. The traditional, yeah. the traditional part podcast Sod Dan moment. It had to happen eventually. <laughs> I thought it had been too long. Sorry, Dan. The commitment. <laughs> Ten years of commitment. <laughs> uh, we're, still, we're still doing it. Can't can't hold it against him too much. He's allowed one weekend off. Yeah. Cheers, Dan. Cheers, all. Cheers. End of this podcast. Let's get beats. Hell yeah. <laughs>